0: Remember, if you're influenced by anything you hear on Two Douchebags and a Microphone podcast, that's your mental health issue, not ours. Now, live from the historic River Market District in Kansas City, Missouri, from the banks of the beautiful crystal clear blue waters of the Missouri River, comes Two Douchebags and a Microphone podcast. women who were formerly big in college athletics Mm -hmm. coming out and saying this anti-trans law is wrong? I mean, finally.
1: It took long enough.
0: It took long enough. I mean, who is women's college athletics to tell you what gender you are?
1: If you go by everything else, then yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, no one else can. Yeah.
0: And why does women's college athletics... Have to exclude a huge part of the population in order to even exist. I agree. Because that's what they. I mean, women's college athletics is saying straight out: if men get in, we won't exist anymore. It's like, okay, maybe you shouldn't. If you can't include everybody, why should we let a separatist? And either that or they need to come up with a
1: clear-cut idea of what you're going to get. You know, you can have it both ways.
0: Yeah. When women started competing in the PGA,
1: did it ruin the PGA and drive it out of existence? No. 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 Actually, uh, it could be argued that it made it more popular. Yeah. yeah, Because I know a lot of women that watch it now. Yeah. And I do believe it's because they did start allowing women. And how weird is it to hear these,
0: you know, strong... um, Gender proud feminist women saying, oh, "We can't compete against men. It's just not fair. They're so big and strong." How how are those That's words sexist? How are those words leaving that woman's mouth when ten minutes ago she was saying a oh, woman can do anything a man can do, which you know within within reason, sure.
1: Well, well I mean, you know, One back, a woman at, can back can in, in the day, impregnate somebody. Yeah, I just can't do it. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, Billie Jean King was saying that mm-hmm. she said she could beat any man around. So, which yep. is it?
0: If you have to have a separate category because you can't compete in an open field, then maybe you should be doing something else with your life. That's right. Yep. Why don't we have a whole basketball league for people with no arms?
1: That would be awesome.
0: Yeah. And then we can't let people with arms in, because that would be unfair.
1: I say one person with arms. That way they can nail the people with no <laughs> arms.
0: Uh, yeah, it just it just floors me that... that You know, women's college athletics, you know, women proud to be women, real women are strong, you know, blah blah blah. Oh, but you weren't born a woman, so we don't want you. You're not real, you're fake, you can't compete. Really? So, women's college athletic is completely anti trans. Okay, come out and admit it, take your stance, go on record for saying we hate trans and then maybe we'll leave you alone you can be just well, you can only. go ahead and go
1: back your business but admit that you're a hate
0: hateful organization that is protecting your own existence yeah. and an expense. I, I also
1: demand an apology a lot of people
0: and that's what this this couple they were both they were both college athletes uh-huh. and now they're a married couple and they're saying that the attitude of Women's Club Sports is, well, is so anti. It should be inclusive. And, you know, everybody should okay, be included. We exactly. shouldn't be discriminating against people who are making the bold choice to be something other than what
1: they were born to be. Anything that's successful does not exclude anybody. Mm-hmm. You need everybody on board that you can mm-hmm. possibly get for it to be a success. And if, if you take that argument that...
0: We are this class of people. If you let in this other class, they will dominate and drive us out. Okay. Then in the 50s, you could have said that about white athletes and black athletes. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of white athletes lost their jobs because everyone was ignoring these superior athletes who just happened to be black. That's true. But they wouldn't hire them. Even though they were better, they were black, so they didn't want to hire them. Uh-huh. When that broke down, a lot of these white athletes who really all weren't all that good enough to be there, but they were there because they needed the white face, they lost their jobs. So what? Big deal. Deal with it. Bingo. That and nothing
1: different than today. And
0: if women college athletics says you can't let anybody who wasn't born a woman in because it will destroy our sport, then we'll say fine then Baseball won't let in anybody who isn't Dominican, and yeah. hockey won't let anyone in who isn't Canadian. Uh-huh. You Where, know, if you're going to use that argument, so is everybody else. Yeah, I agree. It's going to destroy our sport if we if we become equal and equal opportunity. Then maybe your short sport should be destroyed. Yeah. You know, just because it exists now. Doesn't mean it's entitled to continue existing. I agree. And performing well in, in college athletics is not a long term career goal. Mm-mm. It isn't. And they're not making any money off it anyway, because colleges are. So apparently it's more important to deny the civil rights of all these trans people so they can give out meaningless trophies to them. They have absolutely no value. Well, to me,
1: that's the key right there meaningless. Yeah. Oh, she gets to have this world record,
0: but only because we denied the chance of somebody else to compete for it. Mm -hmm. Then it's a false record. It doesn't mean anything if you handpicked who could compete for it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, no, girls
1: are allowed in Boy Scouts,
0: and girls are allowed in football and basketball. Yeah, the the whole
1: thing is this Mm -hmm. right here is is if you're going to do this. You got to be fair across the board. Mm-hmm. You can't pick and choose what is going to, you know, your narrative.
0: It's the same argument that shuts down the people who say we need to get, you know, religion back in school. Okay. That means all religions. That means everything. Religions. Even, the even Scientology like, or whatever. Even the religions you, know? you don't think are a real religions. Yeah. They've all got to be allowed the in. The Moonies, if,
1: if they're still around. I mm-hmm. think he's dead in the. Uh, yeah, I think he is. Yeah. I don't know if they're still around, you know, Scientologists. Yeah. Uh, you got to let the Satanists in. That's uh, yeah. a recognized valid religion. Yeah. And it's not
0: up to whether it's popular or not. It's not up to no, 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 It's not up to Christians it's about to being decide fair. what's a valid religion. And it, you know, Christians don't get to decide because they're biased. Really, the only fair person who could decide what's a valid religion or not is somebody who doesn't believe at all. Yeah, yep. and they can be objective. But yeah, if you want to let a religion into your public school, you got to let them all in.
1: You got to let them all in. Right.
0: No, and, and just like you can't let just white kids into your school. You yes. can't let just women into your school or just men. You know? Yeah. You've got to make it equal, or you don't have a right to exist. We have no obligation to support any organization that excludes a vast number of citizens of this country from benefiting from it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if the people don't want to go to you, that's one thing. But if you're telling them you can't, then all support should be cut off. And if you can make it on your own, fine. But if you can't, we're not going to help you. Yeah. You know. If, if your existence is well that's another
1: thing that you could do too is uh, the non support of uh, of any corporation or government mm-hmm. or anything is, is if you want to have something that's not inclusive then all right then go ahead. But we don't you don't get help from anybody. It's gotta be solely uh, funded by the people that believe in what you're doing.
0: Yep. Get your boosters to support you, get your local sponsors. Yeah. You remember Title Nine?
1: And I remember I the name, but yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was about. I'm not 100
0: percent sure, but as I understand, Title IX was saying that it's if like Bush era, wasn't it? Oh well, it doesn't I matter. Think so, yeah, I, it doesn't matter. I remember really, Kevin Keats yeah. was talking about it a lot, but yeah. basically, Title IX was saying that if, if the if your university is spending you know 300 thousand on the men's football program,
2: mm-hmm.
0: then you've got to spend 300 thousand on the women's cross team.
2: And yeah, 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 yes. Team yeah, you're correct. I remember that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. And the universities are like, well, we're supporting the ones that make us money. And NCAA said, no, you've got to support all of them equally, so they have a chance to exist and grow. Yeah, I remember that, and that was Title nine yep. Yeah. Okay. So that required equal funding for college programs, regardless of gender or how much money they made for the school, etc. Now, boosters could still donate specifically to certain programs because it was their money. Yeah. But the university had to support them all equally. Then they started losing tons of money on a lot of sports that nobody gave a shit about.
1: I'm trying to wrap my brain and find out exactly what happened to Title IX.
0: I think it's still there. It's still there.
1: I think it's still there.
0: And the universities have found a way to work around it.
1: That's got to be what happened, because it's the stupidest fucking thing. Yeah,
0: and it's another thing of the public is voting with their dollars. Yeah, we don't want to watch those sports. So the NCAA comes in and said, well, we're going to force you to spend money on them anyway, so now it's up to you to attract viewers. And people are
1: saying no. That's bullshit. Yeah, it is. We, the public... Didn't want to watch that. You know, we that's chose what. Not to watch that. That's what ESPN 41, 42, and 49 and 151 are for. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean the ESPNs that nobody gives a shit about. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't give a shit about any of them yeah. anymore <laughs> because uh, all they are is like a, a big woke advertisement, and that's it. Yeah. So, and uh, anyhow, I, I mean, you can be, you can believe in what you want, and push what you want, but leave it out of to me. ESPN is supposed to be sports. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what I believe or don't believe. What I expect to see when I get on there, and that's how come I turn it to another sporting, uh, you know, uh, places. Because if I wanted to watch that, there's plenty of places that I can watch that at, news outlets or whatever.
0: Yeah, and go find it on YouTube.
1: Yeah, or whatever. And and that's fine. I can believe in it or not believe in it all I want. Mm -hmm. But... Not on my sporting programs, you know. So, you know, I don't go and watch, like, the new Batman, and then all of a sudden, in the middle, they give me a little infomercial on what they think I should believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> anyhow.
2: Yeah.
0: But, you yeah, on the, on the back on that subject of biased news... I don't know so much about the, local, the national news broadcasts. I rarely watch them, but on the local news broadcasts, you don't have journalists sitting there talking to you. These these are these are teleprompter readers. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how popular they are, or how good they look, or how well they speak, or what you think of them, or you know even in their school background, maybe they did get journalism degrees or whatever. But their job in front of the camera is to read the teleprompter and be somebody the public wants to look at and listen to.
1: Yes. That's it. That's their job
0: qualification. Read the teleprompter, be attractive to the viewing public. Mm -hmm. And the people who write the news will slant it so you are more receptive to their advertisement. They will tell you, oh, here's a tragic story. In advance, they will tell you, on a happy note, like, you don't get to tell me how I'm supposed to feel about this news story. You don't get to tell me what I should feel. You just tell me what happened, and I'll make up my own mind about how I feel about it. But for them to come on and say, "Oh, tragic story. What a terrible loss." Uh, that's your opinion. Yeah. And I don't give a shit about their opinion. If they want to write an opinion, call them. And go ahead. I if agree. You're reading the news. Keep your fucking opinion off the air. I agree. Don't tell me. Oh, this is so wonderful. This is so terrible. How hear money? A... Beautiful weather today, baby. I hate this fucking weather. Don't tell me it's right. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's, it's so obvious. Uh, the uh, news, it, the teleprompter readers on your local news station are prepping you for their commercials. Yes, and they will even have commercials that look like news stories, like all the all the coverage of the Whataburger opening up and how to get into it. Those are advertisements. Those are paid yes. advertisements. They no. are not a news story, and the local news station would not have put that on the air unless Whataburger paid for it. Mm-hmm.
1: And there again, that outrages me.
0: You notice you don't shit.
1: see what a burger commercial is actually on
0: I mean, these people. The it. it was a big publicity stunt for their arrival,
1: and then it all fades away. Our burgers aren't that fucking fantastic it's like, anyhow. It's like Chick-fil-A. They made a big deal about them, but God,
2: everything got it. I've never gotten there,
1: it, and I never will. I got it once, and absolutely No, no, no. Ended. I mean, I've never gotten it. I've gotten it, but Almost. I mean, I don't get what the fantastic
0: yeah. is. I... And everything tastes like fried chicken. Yep. The fries taste like, the buns taste like fried chicken, the drinks taste like fried chicken. It is. I think the big appeal is oh, they're a Christian company and they're not open on Sundays. Yeah. Think of all the all the Christians who have raped people and killed people.
2: And yeah, I,
1: you think that's what it is, is? You think like. Calling, you know, just labeling yourself a Christian publicly, the only reason to do that is to gain influence. Okay. Well, then. All right. Then maybe that's what it is. But yeah. I, I hear people that swear up and down. Their stuff tastes so good.
2: And, I, and I'm talking. And
1: I'm talking about people that aren't necessarily Christian at all. I mean, not even yeah. close. But it's a way to feel good about yourself. I want fast food. I oh, feel oh and about then they got the stuff. If loaded. I
0: go to this holy place that, that doesn't make your employees work on Sundays, oh, I feel better about myself because I, I eat. Well, you hear about
1: how business. good they treat their people. I'd like to see how good they treat their people because, number one, I want to see money and benefits. Mm-hmm. Number two, I want to see about how many hours they work other than Sunday. Do mm-hmm. they cram a bunch of hours on them at, you know? Yeah. Um, do they screw them over on the scheduling and make them work split shifts? Do they have supervisors and management working all these hours to fill in for all the kids that didn't mm-hmm. come in? And, and, and when you take and actually, oh, they get sixty thousand a year, but when you break down the hours, they actually make about ten an hour. Mm. Yeah, you know, I want to know all this stuff. How's their insurance? Yeah. What all do they cover? Do they have dental? Do they have vision? You know?
2: Yeah. Because do they have time, sick
1: leave? You know? leave. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many more things. So you always hear about, you know, they're not open on Sundays. They treat their people so good. And
0: that's the distraction.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I'm right. saying. Is, look
0: over here. You know, don't look here where we're doing the real sketchy shit, but look over here at all the sparkly, shiny stuff. Uh huh. Meanwhile, we get away with this crap we're doing over here.
1: Yeah, because you're that, not looking at. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is is, uh, and uh, you know, it, it, does that help in making people want to go buy something? me? it doesn't to me. No. I, I'm not going to spend like ten bucks on a chicken sandwich and those waffle fries because I don't like them. No. I mean, I'm not that well. I, I'm not a fan of them. I mean, no, I don't yeah. think
0: it's any better than anything else. Why would it go out of my way? No, I could go Plus, to quick they trip have to me, a really me, long line.
1: <laughs> Yeah, to me, I could go to Quick Trip and get just as good a chicken sandwich. Yep. Go
0: right down there to Chicken Please and get it. Oh, that actually, this is 10 better. better. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, how, how more, how, what's more likely that the Chick Fil A company really is. Good and kind and honest all the way through. And run everything by Christian values, etc. Or is it more likely that they're just another fast food business that said, "Hey, you know, I'm sort of Christian. We're going to label this business Christian. It'll bring in more more people, and they'll feel good about it." I'm
1: going to go with the latter.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. way
1: more likely. Yeah, you go around and you actually look at these companies mm-hmm. that say they're great. Now, I can't complain. The one I work for is fantastic. Some of them are. Yeah. But you I realize mean, that profits follow when your employees
0: are happy. Yes. Others think profits are made on, uh, on the backs of the
1: employees. Yeah. Profits yeah.
0: are made at the expense of the employees. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, Walmart could really, really gain a lot in today's environment if they would follow some of those uh, principles. Because every time I hear about someone talking about Walmart, is, is I don't hear, oh, I get a great deal there. Because, according, you know, if you go to other places, you know, you go to uh, Price Chopper, or Hy-Vee or something. Now, I'm not counting Costco. Uh, Sam's Club is Walmart. You know, I'm not yeah. talking about the wholesalers or whatever. Okay. Now, I'm talking about regular stores or regular department stores. You do get a better value. You get a lot better value. But what all, all I always hear is, I get treated like shit there. Um, that you don't know, you can't get help. You don't know where something's at. Forget it. You might as well find it yourself or leave. Um, no checkers there. They're all self-checkout. The ones that are there, there's a line around the corner, and they're rude and they're slow. Um, okay, so you don't hear. Yeah, I got a great value. There you go. I had to go to Walmart. And it sucked, and they and no, man, man people are there yeah. picking their nose, and yeah. you know, but it's like I didn't have a choice; it was my last resort. Yeah, that's what you hear. You don't mm-hmm. hear like, "Yeah, I went there and saved a ton of money." Yeah. You can look at places like Walmart
0: uh-huh. as a money vacuum. Uh huh. They exist to suck in all the money they can. hmm. And you, if you watch places like that. When they start turning up the volume, turning up the power, trying to suck as much as much as much as they can in hurry, that's when they're in trouble. And they think, okay, we're about we're about to crumble. Let's get as much as we can now. And you see it over and over, businesses like, you know, prices slashed over having this big sale and you know, we really love you, please come in, blah blah blah. And it's a desperation move. It's like okay, if we don't do this, we're going to go out of business. If we do this, then we're going to suck in a ton of money right before we go under, or maybe we'll get enough to we can stay in business. Yeah, yes. yes. There's, there's no downside. Chase,
1: like, it reminds me of the old car commercials where someone would be on top of the building mm-hmm. in a fucking barrel, Vince yeah. Williams or something. i ain't yeah. coming down until you buy a hundred hey. cars. Yeah, big blowout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and hey guy's up there, I'm not coming down until we sell every car. I don't care if we
2: sell it for a dime. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and, and then it, uh, back then I had to get up and change the channel. Mm, now it's just like... Hit the mute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Uh. you wish real life was like that. Like, you know... I, I had like a little button like, I'm getting ready to go use the bathroom, I was like, Marcus, get ready to use the bathroom! Yeah! Use the bathroom!
2: Woo-woo! woo <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's like all the judges on all these talent shows, you know, American Idol and America's Got Talent and Masked Singer voice, Voice and voice, all that. Yeah. It must be so exhausting for those, you know, so-called judges to fake all that enthusiasm. Oh my god. I mean they're constantly yeah, jumping up and you. screaming and, and yeah. shouting out,
2: Oh my god, you it yeah. must
0: be exhausting to fake all that for hours yeah. on the set. You know, you know they don't give a crap about the And
2: oh yeah, they're yeah, probably
0: yeah. filming all their reactions to an empty stage.
1: Yeah. It's like, okay, now react to this. I'll bet you a cut and paste and too down. also. Absolutely. They get all these they get all these reactions and then they just paste them together according to like a guy comes on and goes, "Yeah, my 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 mom died, and, and my baby sister died in Iraq, and uh uh, uh, uh uh and I lost my big toe, and oh, yeah, I that, have they, anal cancer." <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: another thing. When the when the uh, contestant starts coming out with a sob story, uh-huh. you know they're gonna get
1: picked. Well, they show Lionel Richie crying. Mm. Oh, look at him. He's like. Hmm That and, and bottom lap. Yeah. And again, what's more likely that the celebrity judge
0: had the perfect reaction at the perfect moment that they got to? No, it's more likely that they filmed that reaction and stuck it's it in there. Yeah, it's like yeah. the crowd reaction shots at yeah. a football or a baseball game. they yeah. film those in advance and they pick where to stick them in.
1: Yep. Then they show Katy Perry in the awkwardest ones because she's the weird one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where like
1: eyes are crossed and her like and she's like doing something weird with her mouth. Yeah.
0: You know, sometimes you have legitimate ones. And you can tell because they cut away very quickly when something goes wrong.
1: Yeah, like there was
0: a, a there was like the first season that the new Dallas Cowboys stadium was open. Mm-hmm. They couldn't they couldn't resist you know panning up and showing Jerry Jones in his owner's box looking down. One time they panned up and he had his finger up his nose to the third knuckle. Got him <laughs> and They whipped away from him so fast.
1: I remember like, like that uh, wasn't planned. They, <laughs> they also did that to Vic Fangio with the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's so many memes put up. I put up one about it. Yeah. Because I, as soon as I saw that, I posted it. I mean, I didn't have the picture or nothing. I said, "Oh mm-hmm. my God, Vic Fangio's knuckle deep." They got away real quick. <laughs> and, it wasn't two minutes later. I'm sifting through the net, and all of a sudden, there's like 30 memes up of been fucking going to town. <laughs> yeah. You know that guy was probably like, "That's why I got fired." No, you suck. But
0: yeah, but but really, those crowd reactions. You know, the rest of it. You
1: really think that that's just happened to be that
0: perfectly, perfectly lit, perfectly staged background's perfect. And that just happened right then. At that yeah, week. and oh. it's front
1: center on the on the little kid eating the cotton candy, mm-hmm. and Jenner wearing a lot of endorsement clothing. You know, the team clothing, so
0: it, mm-hmm. it prompts you to buy more of their gear and their apparel. Yep. You know, it's just a little mini commercial for the team. Yeah, all of it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you know, it wouldn't be so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel so upset about all this if. It seemed like people were seeing through this and recognizing it for what
1: it is. Well, it's just like Hard Knocks, too. Mm -hmm. And all the supposedly, the very first supposed reality shows and all that. Mm -hmm. You know, Hard Knocks, you know, they say, oh, this is real stuff and all that. No, it isn't. It's scripted, too. They cut through it so much and
0: there's yeah. so much money to be made let, in the let, NFL they aren't going to take a yeah. chance on anything slipping out from their fake let, documentary.
1: Yeah, let's say that Tyreek Hill, before uh, he I was, was, like, was like, traded, yeah. was really yeah. angry at uh, uh, let's say Eric Bieniemy because uh, he wasn't He felt like his routes were horrible and it put him in a bad position to get hurt and all that, okay? And he's really angry at him because I'm tired of that motherfucker telling me to do this because it's going to get me injured. He has no idea what a wide receiver does. He's a running back. He's over there fucking going nuts. And that happens. That happens at work. People get mad at each other. But you get over it, you know, you figure out ways. So they'll never show that because they show a little bit of tension. Other teams will pick that up and go, hey. You know, he's not very happy. Why don't you send some word at him? Yeah, Yes. So that's never going to happen. So hard knocks is bullshit too. Anything they say that's unscripted and, oh, my God, you don't know what's going to happen is a lie. The only yeah. stuff that isn't scripted is the stuff that gets sued, you know? The, the jerky boys, they, they were not scripted.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> they went to jail because they were recording people.
0: If we were allowed to look at the contracts... We would see in there somewhere that the NFL has final approval on, on everything, everything that gets broadcast. Yeah, you know, editing approval or whatever. So it's everything on this hard knock show is washed through the NFL's public relations department uh-huh. first. Yeah, and they decide what can be shown and what can't. So maybe what you're seeing could be like fifty to sixty percent real. The other 30 to 40% is scripted, fake, rehearsed. And there's a whole boatload of stuff that was real that they just won't let you see. Yeah. Because it will turn you off of that team or that player or football or, you know, they're not going to show a popular player doing something unpopular because jersey sales will fall. Yeah. And that's more important than just anything else. I agree. We can't have the, the. the fans hating this person because
1: then they won't buy their merchandise yeah and and here's another thing that people fail to realize even in this day and age everything that you see is a business Mm. everything yeah you're
0: listening to two douchebags and a microphone because well apparently you can handle the truth
1: Yeah. and so what is the thing you always hear about businesses it's just business
0: yeah yeah, you, know, you they go, excuse so much.
1: Yeah, everything. <laughs> it, it's such a cop out. It's like, so okay, so you ruined your best friend's life or whatever, and you stole all the money out of it. But it's just business. Yeah, yeah.
0: Some monsters say. I uh, back this football. Yeah, absolutely. The other day, there was there was a player who signed with a team, mm-hmm. and then less than a day later, they signed someone better and cut him. Just business. And even the player said, eh, it's just business. So he was excusing the way he was treated by his employers. Wasn't anything in it for him to say, it well, it's just business.
1: Probably for his next employer to yeah, say, I mean, well, he so, doesn't motherfuck us, so, you know, but, why not? You
0: know, if, if someone comes by and, you know, he, he dropped the touchdown pass, so somebody comes by and kills his dog, eh,
1: it's just business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can yeah. just use it. I say it's just business, then who did that happen to? That did happen to a football player. I think it's a football player. Someone killed his dog because they were mad at him for not like producing or something. I don't remember that. I can't remember. Oh, well, you know what? So I think what they
0: need to do is find these NFL officials, and uh-huh. find out where they live. Uh-huh.
1: Don't go touch their dog.
0: Going, yeah, go express your disapproval of the way that official called the game in person.
1: Yes, because those. Those jerks in the, in the black and white stripes are getting paid so much money to screw shit up, and yeah. they don't care either.
0: They're uh, either doing it out of spite or doing it because they're being paid to shave yeah. points and fix games uh-huh. by either Las Vegas or the Gamblers Union or the NFL or you know, Joey the Nose or somebody.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you
0: look at all the horrible, just blatantly stupid calls, and you think, okay, that was bought and paid for. There's no way a rational human being would make that call unless it was bought and paid for. Then they have the replay, and it shows the guy wasn't anywhere near, and it wasn't right, and the official was looking the other way. It's like, of course he was. He was told to call that penalty at an opportune time, and he did. So that's
1: what he's getting paid for. And I also think, uh, I agree with that 100%. I also think that there's the, uh, (coughs) on board, the the latest... uh, the latest craze, okay. Mm-hmm. For instance, when we had Alex Smith, we would get every wrong call around because he wasn't the flavor. Oh, yeah. He wasn't the new guy that, yeah. the, the, the- He didn't the, matter. Yeah, he didn't matter, man. He wasn't like the flavor du jour. Yeah. Yeah. Then we get Mahomes. Some of you start seeing a lot of these plays, uh, you know, not being called. Going the Chiefs way. Yeah, yeah, going the Chiefs play. It's like, huh, why is that? And I thought, well, I don't think it's a concerted effort. I think it's human nature. It's like, yeah, man, look at that guy. He's over there. He's so cool. Look at him. Mm -hmm. You know? I think there's a certain amount of awe, just like with Tom Brady. But Tom Brady does it. He does it a step further. That guy, I'm sure he has every one of their numbers and he talks to them because he goes over and jokes with them. And you can see it in in their eyes. They're like, oh, my God.
2: Greatest football player of all
1: time. He knows me by name. He knows my kids. He knows where I live. Oh, this is great.
0: He's a used car salesman.
1: Yes. He knows what he's doing. Yep, and then he makes stuff out of nothing to motivate his team. Yeah,
0: yeah, Uh,
1: yeah. This, uh, this right here, this isn't what it seems. What he said. This is what they're actually saying. And they're like, "Yeah, you're right." Well, the officials have already admitted
0: on record that if they blow a call early, they will make a bogus call later to even it
1: out. So there was nothing more apparent than this year.
0: And, and the officials have admitted it. I mean, they, they say, yeah, it happens. We do that. So they've gone the on record as saying they will make a bogus call or fail to, call to make a call if it suits their purposes. Yes. Their purpose is being, oh, it makes it fair. It makes up for that bad call. I'm getting ten grand if this guy catches the record-breaking touchdown tonight on Monday Night Football. You know, it's all motivation to cheat. And do I trust every single NFL official out there? No. Do I think at least one of them is crooked and making bad calls on purpose? Yes.
1: Yes. At least one. I agree. 100. That's all it takes. Yep. Yeah.
0: And I'm sure the NFL knows about it, and they're managing it. Because they know it's going to it
1: is a great way of putting it. Yeah.
0: They know they can't stop it. They, they can't s- prevent every instance of it. But they can manage it so mm-hmm. that it, it, it's low-key.
1: Well, for one, down. the embarrassment. Yeah. They pull the guy, and all of a sudden he's pissed, gets chapped, mm-hmm. and writes an ex- uh, a book, a tell-all book. They're toast. Yeah. When you think about it, the big source of revenue the, for
0: the NFL from this point forward is gambling. TV is second place. Radio, distant third place. More important than anything is the gambling revenue. Yeah. And by being a partner, the NFL is a partner with these gambling groups. They get a huge cut.
1: Oh, like DraftKings and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You
0: know, there's a ton of people who bet money on baseball. MLB doesn't get a penny of it because they are partners with the gamblers.
1: Now the NFL is... is well, they can't do that partners partners. because of Pete Rose. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, they'll have to let him back in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But the thing that gets me is, is what this? why did, there have been a lot of bad stuff done. I mean, murderers, all different kinds of stuff. Drug dealers, uh, wife beaters. Uh, Murder for hire. Yeah. Ray,
0: Ray Carruth hired somebody to shoot his pregnant wife. Yeah, killer. yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, that's NFL. But I'm talking about, like, Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. What is the deal with Pete Rose? Who did he piss off so bad? Yeah. To where they won't even entertain the thought of ever listening to that guy again.
0: Is it is it really anti-Pete Rose? Or,
1: or is there more going on? Is there more names attached to
0: it? Or, or it could be that they've identified that having this outsider, outcast, uh-huh. is enough to keep interest in baseball. So they're intentionally excluding him and being a hardliner about it because that keeps public interest involved that could be if they just forgot about it
1: then it would fade away and no one think about it and you got a half and a half half the people are like yeah he should never come back again mm-hmm. and then the other half are like man leave a guy alone he served this time man you know look i mean he's fucking signing baseballs and eating dirt you know
0: and having that difference of opinion keeps people talking about baseball which is good for baseball Mm-hmm. So they really don't have much of an incentive to do anything different with Pete Rose yeah. until it stops producing for him. If, sub- if people eventually forget who he is and it doesn't matter and nobody cares whether he's in or not, they'll let him in. You're right. You know, so at that point, it's like, well, we can't make any more money off of not being. Aaron Hernandez was a total amateur at it. You know, yeah. he, was, he was so amateur he was going to get caught, it's almost like part of him wanted to get caught.
1: I believe that was probably part of it yeah. was, is, uh, he was so nuts, mm. uh, the CTE, all of that yeah. together, led him to where he didn't care if he got caught or maybe secretly did want to yeah. get caught.
0: Uh, plus denied, Aaron Hernandez denied his homosexuality for yeah. almost... Almost his entire life. His his high yeah. school. I think it was his high school quarterback, and he think of, were lovers.
1: Think think and about this. He didn't
0: think of it really as that. It was more of you know he 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 you know he was a teenager and he fell in love, and it happened to be the quarterback that he was playing for on the team, mm-hmm. and they kept it you know under wraps. But I don't think Aaron Hernandez saw himself as gay because. Of his father's influence, that that was just unthinkable. So inside, oh, yeah. Aaron I, I Hernandez, yeah. you know, knew that he wanted to be with other guys, but on the outside, it was well, I can't possibly do that because that's just wrong, you know. So he was just so deeply conflicted from that point on. Mm-hmm. He idolized his father, and yeah. then his father died while Hernandez was young. So there was no chance of, you know, explanation, reconciliation. He probably felt, you know, well, I have to keep the lie going, otherwise it disrespects my father. But he was always looking for adult male role models to kind of take the place of his dad. Mm-hmm. You know, one of, the, one of the members of the sheriff's department or the corrections facility where he was actually befriended him while he was incarcerated. And they had a lot of talks. He said he was... a just, you know, kind of this nice guy, kind of naive, impulsive, but just looking at him and talking to him, usually you wouldn't really think that he was capable of just killing somebody that he well, knew. Well, didn't, the
1: uh, didn't they figure out later that he had CTE also? Didn't he did. not play a lot? Yeah. A big part in it. And, yeah. Know, I mean, look at Junior Seau. I yeah. mean, he even told people, he said, look, I'm going to kill myself. I can't help it. You, you know, know, this is
2: CTE I have. Yeah. you know.
0: There's a, a Pittsburgh Steelers lineman, um, Justin Strelzik, Strelchick, something like that. Yeah that, sounds, yeah, that sounds about right. And he told people that he was going nuts. He couldn't. He couldn't trust his mind. He couldn't. He'd you know, have he enough of his people.
1: mind when he'd snap back to realize that what he was thinking was irrational, mm. and he couldn't help it. And yeah. Same way with Junior Seau too. Yeah. You know?
0: But this uh, this Pittsburgh Steelers player wound up killing his wife and his children before killing himself. Yeah.
1: Yep, I remember that. And,
0: you know, at first it was, you know, oh, tragic, you know, murder, suicide, blah, blah. But then you look more into it it's like, this guy had been screaming for help for a long time. But, Mm -hmm. number one, nobody knew much about CTE. It
1: wasn't really at the forefront then.
0: And also the NFL at that time was doing absolutely everything to suppress it. Yes. And they're, you know, they're as guilty as... Justin Strelzik was himself who actually, you know, committed the murders, but the NFL was just as guilty because they knew his mind was being destroyed. Mm-hmm. They'd seen it for generations of players, but they kept it quiet about it and then they actually actively suppressed investigation into it because it would cost them money. Yes. And there again, NFL putting their own profits ahead of not only the sanity and health of the players but the actual lives of the players and their families. Mm-hmm. But we all love the NFL still, don't we? Because we all tune in. I'm saying all it's, as a collective It's my league. sport. You know, I, I tried watching
1: it's... USFL over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Just not. You know, I've always wondered about,
0: about, you know, basketball players will, you know, they'll they'll hang on the rim of the basketball uh-huh. ball after a good shot. Yeah. But have you ever seen a, like, a field goal kicker run down and hang by his feet from the goal post after making a real good field goal kick?
1: I, w- I would pay good money to see
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? I want to
1: see one of them You put the ball really through flexible. that, and then you hang on it. So, <laughs> I want to see a really flexible field goal kicker like kiss his toe ahead of time. Though. Oh, Just like, yeah. Like reach up there and go...
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you see wide receivers, they're always kissing their arms. Yeah, yeah. He so, just yeah. Yeah. yeah, we need to see a field goal kicker out there just laying a big old wet tongue kiss on an inside mm-hmm. of his thigh.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one worth, worth the price of admission, <laughs> right there. Yeah.
0: I'm not mistaken you know we mentioned it about three seconds ago I think the XFL has already put that in their rule book because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they we mentioned it three seconds ago and they've already yeah that's a great idea oh oh and on the subject of alternate football leagues there's one called the fan controlled football league
1: is this real or is yeah this... yeah yeah, oh, yeah I saw okay.
0: an article on today and Terrell Owens is playing he's number 81 <laughs> and on the back of his jersey instead of his name it says Prototype Eighty One.
1: Prototype Eighty One. Yes.
0: And let's see, the team is called the Zappers. I forget which city they're in, but of it's course a- it's named the Zappers. Yeah. <laughs> and the owner of the team really surprised me. It's Johnny Manziel. The guy who was touted <laughs> so, as Johnny football yeah, who couldn't yeah, yeah. make it in the NFL. Hmm. I remember Andre Rising. I didn't think comment. he was
1: that smart. But yeah. Then again, I haven't heard of the league, so yeah, uh, maybe he is.
0: Well, Manzel wasn't all that smart or talented, but he is all that rich.
1: He's not Ryan Leaf, at least.
0: No, I mean he yeah. had he had money going in. He didn't yeah. need the NFL to have money because yeah. his family yeah, already wealthy. Yeah, but I I like the comment when when Johnny Manzel had declared the draft, and uh, everyone was calling him Johnny Football. Uh huh. Andre Risen had a quote says, Why are you calling him Johnny Football? He ain't done nothing in the NFL yet. To me he's just Johnny rookie bitch. And I thought, <laughs> God bless Andre Risen. <laughs> because that's exactly what he was. He wasn't Johnny Football. He was he was the newest rookie bitch. who had to earn his place. Wasn't
1: he the guy that was uh Ron Mexico or something like that? Like he
0: That was Michael Vick.
1: Oh, that was Michael Vick. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: when Michael Vick went and did all of his nasty stuff, he went under the name of Ron Mexico. Okay. The NFL shop had, you know, they originally they said you could order any jersey of any team with any number and any name on
1: it. Even Ron Mexico.
0: People were ordering Ron Mexico Atlanta Falcons jerseys, and the NFL shop said, "Ooh, wait a second, they banned it," of and that's they the did. only one they've ever banned for any reason other than obscenity. You know, they're not going to let you order a jersey that says 69 in the name of Dick you know, Licker or something like that. <laughs> so, but the only one that yeah. the NFL shop refuses to make just because it looks bad for them, uh-huh. and it's the Ron Mexico. Atlanta Falcons jersey. Okay. Because it, you know, at the time they were, you know, they were trying to bring Michael Vick back, trying to get everyone to forget about the horrible things he did,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: the constant lying about it. I mean, he was going to be the next Aaron Hernandez. I mean, he was headed that way. Yes. You know, it was going to develop into organized crime and murdering, and you know, Aaron Hernandez was a total amateur
1: at it.
2: Really? Yeah.
0: he He was. so amateur he was gonna get caught it's almost like part of him wanted to get caught
1: see what i want to see is since the rock is the main guy in the xfl now is like if people like let's say the game's like 35 to 3 in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he gets on the jumbo trotter goes hey where you pussies going (laughs) (laughs) you sit your ass down because the rock says so
0: hey, here's an idea for the for the league. You charge the people to come in and, you know, sit down by the seat. Uh-huh. But if the team is behind, you charge them to leave.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot.
0: Only if your team is ahead can you leave without paying an exit fee.
1: And, like, the only way you can get out of it is to do a stunt.
2: Mm, yeah. Uh, shave an yeah. eyebrow,
1: shave a head, I don't know, kind of like part your like earlobe. Jackass yeah, light
2: yeah, right yeah. there at the exit yeah. gate, yeah. You know, yeah, the
1: teams down forty-five to
0: three, and and the fans aren't leaving because none of them can afford it. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. Somebody is willing to Van Gogh themselves. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh man, oh that knife. Hang on, get him a real knife. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sponsored by Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, that's a real knife.
1: <laughs> you mates are a bunch of pussies, aren't you? <laughs> Well, it,
0: as you were saying about Netflix, though. Netflix has the has the proponents to produce a good, thought-provoking, true documentary,
1: and they don't care who they throw in the bus. No, because they get their money from us. The subscribers. Yeah, yeah they don't get it from McDonnell Douglas. They don't care. And Netflix has another documentary about the CIA's involvement in
0: provo- promoting... The counterculture, the psychedelic drugs, all that. Oh what we were talking about last week. Yeah. There there's a I saw the documentary uh, listed on Netflix that was researching how how that all that happened.
1: I've gotta watch that. that Yeah, I do too. That thing right there is so interesting to me and yeah. so I mean we know it right happened, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: I,
0: yeah. I mean it was, it was I mean what a way to control all these college kids who are going to school and learning about all this stuff that disrupts the status quo.
1: Did you watch yeah, it enough to see... On, I haven't
0: watched any of it, yet. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I wonder
1: what administration was in Nixon, maybe? That sounds like something Nixon would have done, but I don't know. Well, yeah, it
0: depends on how early because in 68 we went from Johnson to Nixon.
1: It could have been um, Johnson, actually. It could yeah, have been Johnson. It could have been
0: if, and continued under Nixon because Nixon hated the hippies. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, Johnson was very odd because, did you ever read what, this is all verified by people that were there, Johnson had a huge penis. He'd whip it out and it'd Yeah, penis. whenever he was getting nowhere with his argument, he'd go, I'm right, and he would fucking whip it out and hit it on the table, and the table would shake and everyone go, all right, President Johnson. And that was it. Case adjourned, he won. Everyone started calling him Shetland Pony. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, don't take it that far. He's gonna whip his shit out and fucking it. it's gonna hit yeah. the table. He might, and, yeah. My dick slap a few of us. <laughs> yeah. I saw a quote the other day
0: when uh 76, when Star Wars Episode 4 came out, the very first one, mm-hmm. someone dragged Michelle Phillips from the Mamas and Papas to go see it. She's like, eh, I'm not really into this, so she's walking. The moment Harrison Ford stepped onto the screen, she
1: said. That's my pot dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember I remember reading that or something. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he, she said he had no idea he was an actor. To, to
0: her, he was just his pot, pot dealer. So what'd
1: she say when her dad went on the screen? Oh, no. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> Michelle Phillips? That, that's the mama, right? Oh, no, that's Michelle Phillips. Okay, yeah. I got the wrong one. I got the wrong one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mackenzie was their daughter. Mackenzie yeah. was her daughter, but, yeah. Yeah, it was the mama. It was one of the mamas in the Mamas and Puppies. That's my father. <laughs> I've always wondered what Mackenzie Phillips said was true or not. Because the guy was already dead, and, I mean, and she didn't like him anyhow. Did she say that just to get notoriety and a little bit of fame? Or did that really happen? What where Oh, her father oh, abusing her? her? Banging her. Yeah. Well, oh, I've... I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. either. that drug culture, they didn't know what they were doing most of the time. And I think that happens a lot more than we realize. You're probably right. You're probably right. It sounds so odd and weird to us, but it's probably like if we really knew the statistics, we'd be like, what? I've been watching some of these, you know, true crime... Shows where they re- they
0: tell you about the crime and some of it is actual photographs and there's you know there's recreation etc. But the crime itself really happened and they tell you how everything faded out. And it's not uncommon in these when they talk about her that he or she was uh, affected by incest as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's you know sexual molestation by a relative or whether it's, you know, daddy coming into the bedroom every night. It's, it's, I
1: wouldn't say it's common, but, you know, maybe one case out of five. Wow. Someone has been. To me, that's molested, common, way raped, too common, man. Wow. Yeah, it is. It is a lot more common than, than most
0: people realize, and it's probably because people don't like to think about it, you know, it's like they don't like to think about human yes. traffic. You're exists, right. needs to be them, So, yeah, when a celebrity says, "Daddy touched my boozle," I tend to believe her because it happens a lot more than you think. You now, there's been there've been a lot of cases. In fact, it's sometimes used as a joke on a sitcom. That oh, this was this was my <coughs> sister growing up, but then I learned later she was actually my mom. And the audience
1: laughs. It's like, you realize what you're laughing at, don't you? Daddy raped his daughter and made a baby? That's what you're laughing at? Well, and I noticed, like, sitcoms and stuff like that, I mean, have getting more raunchy like that. Not all of them. There's been some that stay pretty clean, but there's, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, was it, Two and a Half Men or something like that, where the comedy on there was really, really raunchy. And oh, and yeah, and it just and got worse. When oh, yeah, Charlie sheeny come in and go, yeah, I just banged four chicks, and, and I had a baseball bat, and there was like, ah, ha, ha, and it's like, what? When did this become?
0: The yeah. actor played Jake Angus Young, or Angus? Uh, not
1: um, it's
0: Angus something.
1: Yeah, not Young. That's uh, um, ACDC Angus yeah. Young. Um, but anyway, the, that I, actor, I know who you're talking about. He was uh, the guy that Shane was bagging on for no reason. Uh, the, isn't that it? Isn't that the guy? Jake was the was the half man. Two and a half, men. No, 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 no. He was banging on a uh, John. Uh, uh, anyhow, forget it. Go ahead. I just interrupted everything for nothing. Oh, oh that's yes. right, Corey. So and he he, he raped Corey Hane. Yes, uh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was brought up the other day that you know a lot of people are saying yeah that really
2: happened.
1: You know, yeah. You know, yeah. No, I know. That's what Tony I was get. That. That's yeah. what I was referring to. But anyhow, go ahead with your original no, thought. One, um, the the actor Angus whatever, name <laughs> in real life
0: he was. Um, a born-again Christian and took it serious. Yes. And the worse and more raunchy the scripts got on the show, the less he was comfortable doing it. And he eventually told them, "Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore because the subject material is, is disgusting and I feel bad as a person saying it and promoting it." So oh, yeah, I'm not, so they wrote him out. And it was his choice. Is like, yeah, this this is this is evil. This is gross. I'm you know,
1: the hell out. I I uh, I commend him. Mm, it takes absolutely. a lot to leave a hit show like that and just yeah. be like, "Yeah, you know what? It's too raunchy, I'm not doing it." Mm-hmm. Um, here's something that's, go ahead and then I got something okay. for you. The the last point I was going to make was
0: <clears throat> shows will tell you, you know, a film before a live studio audience. Mm.
2: Maybe. Well, in, in yeah, the audience
0: but probably is filmed, but do they keep any of uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. And the laugh track you hear, that's not the studio audience. And they never claimed it was.
1: No. They said it was filmed.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's all. And then the audio was enhanced later, and they just didn't tell you about that part. Yeah. Or just completely different. Andy Kaufman made the point that those clips of people laughing are old. I mean, those those have been used for decades. And a lot of those people are dead now. Just because you know they aged it.
1: Yeah, they would have been 190
0: right now, or 150, mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So he was just horrified by laugh tracks. He said, "You're listening to dead people laughing." That's just that on itself is gross. But then I started thinking, okay. He was was so brilliant. They can put the laugh track in everywhere they want, and they tend to try to put it after every single line. They try to. Dramatic scene. It's, it's like two people are talking and, and one says, Yeah, well I didn't take the trash out. The audience Another ah. person, But well, you're supposed to take the trash out. Ah, yeah. You know, stuff that isn't funny. But they, they dub that in, one, to make the show seem more funny and entertaining, two, to get you in the routine, the habit of laughing. And then they slip in the crap that's perverse or weird, or real sketchy and the audience laughs and you're like "Eh, okay well I guess everyone else is laughing it must be alright Well, no no one else was laughing it was a recording of people laughing at something else many years ago yes so that joke you just heard on TV no one was laughing at and you're right to feel uncomfortable yeah. but they're manipulating you by playing a laugh track and saying, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And they're guiding your tastes and what's acceptable until eventually they can give you a show that is just filthy, obscene, disgusting, no redeeming value, and people will watch it and laugh and point. Yeah. Because shows like
1: that take very little effort to make. No, you're right. It's mass produced, and they're yeah. like, hey, uh, give us a laugh for right here. We're going to put this right here. and mm-hmm. yeah." And
0: how difficult... Is it to get people to do things on screen that make you like them or admire them is that versus how easy it is for you hey, get someone on screen and do something to make the audience hate him or despise him? That's real easy. You, you've got endless possibilities for that. Yeah. So you prime the audience
1: in advance, get them ready to like the villain, identify with the bad,
0: disgusting person. It was
1: like when I realized Freddy Krueger was a hero and not a villain. Mm-hmm. is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. All of a sudden they show him and he's getting ready to kill somebody with his finger knives. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, yeah! And I'm like, what the hell just happened? You guys uh-huh. are supposed to be going, ah! And everyone's like clapping. and going, Freddie, get him! Slice his throat off! You know? And everybody in that theater would
0: rather be Freddie than the victim.
1: Yes. And, uh-huh.
0: and that was that was thrown in everybody's face I, in the movie Natural Born Killers where yes, people are identifying that, that Mickey and Mallory is like oh they hold up signs kill me please kill me yeah because they wanted to be part of the band yeah
1: and, no matter what it took and they had such a fucked up upbringing mm-hmm. Rodney Dangerfield I mean it, but it was so cool I mean it, it was because, so spot on yeah it was yeah, spot on that today's culture or, or actually then I mean that's the 90's
0: a lot of people panned the movie and said it was horrible, over-the-top, unrealistic, awful. Yes, it was too it was realistic. too close to the truth. Yeah, it made people uncomfortable. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, oh um, Laugh Tracks, I got something really quick I want to say about that. And this is something I noticed. If you listened to it, which I doubt you did, but if you did, if you listened to it, you would have caught it too. But you know that, um, uh, that syndicated morning program, Bob and Tom. Been around for a long time, okay? Well, Bob quit six, seven years ago. And now they got a a different Bob in there. But it took a few years when they realized that people realize it's Bob and Tom without Bob. Okay? And then there's, you know. And so, uh, anyhow, well, they don't do like they used to anyhow. They're just not that popular like they once were. They used to have like 300 affiliates and... In certain markets, they did great, other ones, fair. So, anyhow, Bob had a very distinguished, hearty laugh. They go, <laughs> Everything that they played, because I had to listen to it a little bit um, the other day. I forgot why. I was waiting to get to another program or something, and that was one of the fill in stuff that they had there. And uh, anyhow, but I couldn't find the podcast to it, so I was like, all right, I'll listen to it live. And I caught the very end of their program. And they were live doing something, and then, you know, Tom said something that's supposed to be funny. And then when I hear the laugh track, it was the old Bob.
2: <laughs>
1: and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I wonder how many people notice this like me, or if anyone does. I'm like, that's the old Bob. That's Bob Cavoyan, the guy that quit. Not sure so they don't pay him for it
0: either.
1: No, they already own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> sitting there going, and then Tom's very good.
2: <laughs>
1: You know, you can... And I, I, To me, it was so glaringly obvious, and it <laughs> irritated me so bad. I was like, this is bullshit. But anyhow, yeah, then my thing. Just something I noticed, and yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah,
0: it, it's irritating when they... they they
2: don't
1: even try very hard anymore to fool us. No, they no. Anyone that's paying attention at all, that listened to the program any time, mm-hmm. such. He's got such a uh, a distinguished laugh uh,
2: mm-hmm. that
1: you would notice it right off without even really thinking about. It. You go, oh, that's uh, that's Bob. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, I, I and that brought, also tells you about their jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So I brought that up at work once. Um, the postal
0: vehicles the the heater there was like a like a dryer vent hose kind of thing that came from the engine compartment and went up behind the dash and it came out these two little vents on the dash there was no heat to their feet so a lot of carriers to do is they disconnect that hose and aim it down at their feet that way they get nothing out of the dash but all the heat's going down at their feet the post office didn't like that and every time the vehicle would go in for service, the service guys would reattach the hose, carry it back, and bring it loose again. So, the way they came up with to get people to stop doing that is we had a stand up talk, and they said that uh, it's unsafe to do that because the hot air coming out of the vehicle's heater could start a fire. It could, start, it could set the mail on fire, and, and the vehicle could burn up, and it's just not safe. And everyone was looking at them like, You think the air at a car's heater will reach four hundred and fifty-one degrees and set paper on fire?
2: It can't. It can't
0: happen. (laughs) That hose will melt before it gets. Yeah. After and everybody's face on everybody's look was just like
2: us to believe this and then the boss was just like she was saying it
0: a couple of times over again and and then we all you know turned around got back to work and i said extremely loudly to a guy across the room said hey jeff doesn't it suck when management doesn't care enough to even make their lies even halfway believable anymore i mean they're just not even trying anymore that's insulting (laughs) <laughs> he said, yeah, it's like they think we're so stupid, we believe all that. And everyone was laughing, and the boss, you know, if he'd been able to blush, he would have been. But, <laughs> but I just called him out, you know. And it was obviously total bullshit, totally wrong, totally fake, and they expected us to swallow it because that's how little living a of Two douches, two
1: douches, two douches, two douches, two douches, two douches, yeah. I
0: think that advertisers and TV producers, they feel the same, the same way. way. They think we are so they're stupid. they like,
1: just put this out there. No uh, one's questioning it.
0: And what's so discouraging is that for the most part, they're, they're true. They're, they're right. right. There are so many people.
1: If you're not auditory, auditory wallpaper and people are remotely paying attention to you, they're not really, you know, they're on their phones. They're going, mm-hmm. oh, oh, hey, 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 look at this meme. You know. <laughs> but the brain is
0: listening. The,
1: but the brain is still going. And still
0: influencing you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's like, if, if they would give me some credit for being at least halfway intelligent and try a, a little harder to try to fool me, then maybe I could respect that a little bit. But when they trot out this obvious bullshit that's so easy to see through, it's like seriously. That's the best but why should they try <laughs> why should
1: they try when they could throw out a hook and get exactly. 60% they're like exactly good enough That's,
0: and I'm not the demographic they want anyway no
1: you're right well I, actually, I mean, they're they're actually like well maybe not I, they're somewhat wrong on it they're somewhat wrong on it. because we're looking at leisure stuff we're not looking at and what mo what is most stuff being sold leisure stuff Like, you're looking at your next piece of musical equipment, you're not looking at your next house. No. You're not looking at your next car. Yeah. You're looking at stuff that you worked all your life for, and you're like, I'm going to get one because I'm kind of ahead, I'm doing all right. Worked all my life, did okay.
0: People like us have already decided what kind of car we want, coffee to drink, uh, what kind of clothes to wear, all that kind of stuff. So we're not as interesting to them as the people 18 to 35.
1: All right, and now we have story time with Mark. Oh boy, I got a really terrific story to share with all of you. All right, this is Mark here, getting ready to share one of another one of his fantastic stories that everybody loves. Okay, well, this uh, story um, came about again yesterday. It happened to me back in like '95 or '96. And, uh, and this is the way it started, you know, at work at was yesterday, someone took a dump in the parking lot. Aww. So we had, a, uh, we had a shitter on hand. Uh, they're not sure who did it, but it was horrible and someone cleaned it up and very nasty. Um, anyhow, luckily I got out there too late when it was already cleaned up, thank God. <laughs> yeah. But I heard about it. <laughs> so, anyhow, I went on to tell everybody that would listen about how come I am the mad shitter in Clinton, Missouri. Well, okay, like I said, this is a long time ago. You know, uh, I don't know, I was in my mid 20s, I had sleep apnea, and uh, I had to wear a CPAP. And then I opted for the surgery. So I got surgery, and then I went back to the doctor, and uh, the doctor was good. You know, this before you could buy the CPAP machines, you had to rent them. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was very expensive for me to keep it another day and the insurance told me if you don't take it back today Mm -hmm. that um, we're going to start charging it for it and then in some outrageous sums I'm like, okay, where I take it back? and they said, Clinton, Missouri and I'm like, what the fuck? and I was like, well, you want to pay for it? no, okay so here I was on my way to Clinton, Missouri you know, fucking tooling there in my little Ford Ranger at the time so I tool all the way to Clinton take the fucker back and on the way back I'm like, you know it's going to be an hour before I can stop there's no station, so I pull in, get some gas. I'm like, hey, I need a 7-Up or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So I go into the crapper there, and it was like both of these walls, just, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, just alongside where the uh, urinals were, were covered in this, like, liquid shit. Oh. And I since found out through a nurse. They said they do it with a colostomy bag somehow. And, I, I mean, I, I, it's a gag. I, yeah. I mean, to me, that's like you kill someone over that. So anyhow, I'm sitting there about ready to fucking gag. It smells horror, so horrible. And um, and anyhow, I'm dry heaving and just pissing as hard as I can. It's hurting me. And I'm pissing so hard that it's actually hurting me. I'm like, mm. and all of a sudden this old man barges in. I think he's the owner of the store. And he points at me and he goes, I caught him. I caught him. I caught the mad shitter. And I'm like, what? What? I go, I just got in here, sir. Meanwhile, I'm still trying to piss as fast as I can. I'm still dry heaving. It's him. It's him. I caught him. And I go, I just got in here. How did I shit all over everything? My pants are up. And he would not. Listen to me. So he starts fucking harping at me behind me while I'm leaving that place. Didn't wash my hands, nothing. Pissed all over myself. And, hey, I'm getting the fuck out of there because I'm not the mad shitter and I don't want anything. I don't want to be associated with it. So I'm, like, taking off and I'm leaving as fast as I can. I'm like, I'm getting my fucking 7-up, damn it. I mean, I'm thirsty. So I go over and get my 7-up and the old man's still behind me harping. It's him. It's him. i got the mad shitter. And I'm like, and I'm, and I'm sitting there just, I don't know what to say at this point, because he will not shut up. He will not quit fucking chirping at me from behind me. So I get up there, and I'm buying my 7-Up, My I look the lady in the eyes. I go, I just walked in there. I'm not the mad shitter. And she looks at me and goes, sure you're not. I don't think she believed me either. She thought I was the mad shitter. Yeah, so I bought my 7-Up and left in shame. I will forever be the mad shitter in Clinton, Missouri. Yeah.
0: yeah, they're so sure they're right, they won't even entertain the possibility that they're wrong.
1: No, I know. Yeah. And not to mention being the mad shitter. I mean, yeah. uh, what the hell? God. What a thing.
0: Somebody needs to be uh, sedated. You know,
1: you know, if I could go back in time, man, I'd turn around, I'd pick that little motherfucker up in the shitter mm-hmm. and say, if you don't shut your mouth, I'm going to stick your face in that. Yeah. <laughs> But I was so freaked out that someone thought I was the mad shitter and followed me around harping and chirping at me, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: I had had a a much less severe situation when I was delivering. Um,
2: There was a person... Oh, hang on.
1: Story time with Christopher.
0: (laughs) There was... uh, there used to be a, che- there would be a check that would come out on the first of the month, uh-huh. and a check that would come out on the third of the month. I think the first of the month was pension ones, and the third of the month was, uh, um, like, welfare. Okay. Anyway, it was a s- small trailer park off of State Avenue. and uh, That's where
1: all great stories originate. Mm, a lot of
0: trailer <laughs> parks on that route. but I loved that route.
1: That was awesome. You know, everybody in the trailer, for the most part, everybody in the trailer parks was cool. No, they usually are. They're just living like everyone else. A lot of biker bars on that route. They're all cool. cool. They didn't care. It's just I'm there delivering mail.
0: So we're in this trailer park and I'm delivering these first-of-the-month checks. And this guy comes out and says, where's my check? And I said, I've delivered everything that they gave me to deliver. I'm sorry if it wasn't in there. If it was missorted. I'll be sure to come back and leave it with you before I finish for the day. But if I don't have it, then I don't have it. And then he starts immediately accusing me of stealing his check. Not leaving it somewhere else accidentally, but stealing, intentionally stealing his check. And he's just sure I've stolen his check. And I, you know, I'm going up the road delivering all these mailboxes, and he's following me. And he down the other side delivering those mailboxes. He's still following me and accusing me of stealing his check. I'm going to get you fired. You can't just steal from old people. I know you took it. So
1: this is an old guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so at, before I left, I just I was fed up, and I, I,
1: I stopped the vehicle,
0: and I said, okay, if you are so sure that I stole your check, call the police right now and have them come out. I will wait right here, and you tell them you sign out a complaint against me that I stole your check. But if you, unless you're absolutely sure, but if you're not sure, then you're going to get trouble for filing a false police report, and I'm going to sick my union on you as much as I can. And I'm going to bury you under you know, false accusations, slander, filing a false police report, et cetera. And I said, I love so that. if you're absolutely sure that I stole your check, go ahead and call the police right now. And I will wait here for them to come. Otherwise, shut up. And he shut, shut up the- and he left. And he never came near me again.
2: And I imagine...
0: Very few people ever called his bluff like that. They either you know, ignored him or got his He was his probably face. some
1: lonely old man. Mm-hmm. That's how he got attention. And you shut his ass down. I love that. Because
0: mm-hmm. I told him, Yo, if I stole your check, I'll be arrested, I'll lose my job, and I will go to jail. So if I did steal your check, you should call the police and yeah. send me to jail. But if you're if, if you're not sure, if you're just making this up, then I will make your life because you slandered me and you've endangered my job. That's,
1: That's fucking brilliant. brilliant. I love that.
0: Yeah, and I never said a cuss word, never said anything wrong. I don't. If the boss had been standing right there, I still would have said every word I said because it was true, I was entitled to. Yeah, he was... Cause seriously, if he called up the boss and accused me of stealing his check, the post office might make an investigation, but, you know, with my reputation, they would have said, oh, there's probably no big deal, but they would make a note of it. Uh-huh. And if that guy called in the next month, then he would gain credibility and I would lose credibility. And if a couple other people called in, then I would start losing more and more credibility. I and still haven't they'd done start anything wrong. Yeah, I still haven't done anything wrong, but
2: one guy and "Yeah, yeah,
0: calling in and accusing me of something, I get investigated. And that follows me for the rest of my career. I, I Early in my career I was delivering mail to a bar and somebody owned the, somebody lived in the apartment upstairs and the mail was for him, a certified letter. So I went in, said so I got a certified letter for your upstairs tenant, they said okay, and they called upstairs, woke him up and said he'll be down in a minute or two. It took about five minutes and he came down and he signed everything and I left. A woman across the street had watched me go into the bar, saw me in there for five or six minutes, just presumed that I was in there getting my drink on, called my boss and said, I don't like this mailman. He's in this bar getting drunk, and he should be out delivering mail. And I got investigated for that. When I got back, I had gone to go into the office and talk. said, look, this bar is on my route. That apartment is on my route. I have to go into that bar to deliver their mail. There is no mailbox on the outside. The tenant upstairs has no mailbox on the inside. I had to go in and attempt delivery. And I said, you know, here's, here's the letter and here's everything signed for, etc." cetera. I said, what, what should I have done? And they said, you did it right. She just misunderstood. She's just a complainer. But that followed me the rest of my career. And it came up several times later when other people would make accusations. You know, I stepped on their flowers so they said I had torn their mailbox. And they said, well, we have this one here. It's like, all these things have been disproved, and you knew that we're just But they still BS, fucking
1: leave them on there.
0: But they leave them on there and hold them against me, even though they've all been cleared and taken care of. And yeah. their excuse is, well, this shows a pattern. Well, it shows a pattern of complaining customers. But you've never established that it's a pattern of me stealing or no. doing anything wrong. It's like, you've never established that.
1: See, that's just, yeah. That's bullshit. That's a way to harass somebody, mm-hmm. or get what your your narrative is at yeah. the time. That's all that is. Yeah. So to short circuit that,
0: I I told my union steward all about it. I said now, if, if they try to discipline me based on all these past events, and he's like, oh no, that won't happen. If, if they try happen. it, we're not going to let it happen because <laughs> we will make them go back and prove every one of those.
1: Good. Before they can use yeah. them again. So them. they could have that on there. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Right, they can okay. use that to try to lean on me uh-huh. and intimidate me, but
0: they can't actually take action. They can't on me actually do it because they good. knew it was all, all just nothing. So, That's cool. Yeah, good. Uh, there are people on the route that I would let push me around because I knew they were dangerous uh-huh. or unstable, or you know would come smash my window when I was out of the vehicle or something. It's like this person is not worth messing with. This person they're an obnoxious little gnat and I'm going to swat them (laughs) (laughs) like the woman who she let her little dog out to crap all over her front porch Uh she came and went through the garage you know in her car Uh and then she'd open her door and her little dog go out and crap everywhere all over the front porch and I'd have to walk there and pick my way through that minefield to deliver a mail. and you know it's not up to me to tell her to clean it up you know it's so one day she got a nice big box, and I walked up, and I knocked on the door, and she didn't come out. So I set the box down and mashed it down into the biggest collection of dog shit I could find. <laughs> Just put the box there, and swoosh, and you know. so pick big box up, all that dog crap coming with there. <laughs> the next day, her porch was cleaned off. <laughs> the very
1: next day. <laughs> my. Seems to have a...
0: <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't until all that dog shit affected her that she yeah, cared about. Yeah, yeah. When it was just, mailman, oh, I don't a shit about the mailman. Let him step in dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I never
1: tell you about the guy that I worked construction with. This was before my last job, but anyhow, uh, we were painting, and I was a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. And anyhow, he was like a weird guy. He, he'd say weird stuff all the time, and nobody understood and all that. But anyhow, whenever he would get pissed off if he thought someone was working too slow and they were in a room by themselves, he would shit in a box and stick it in that room somewhere. And oh. his theory was is they would smell that bad smell and it, it would make them go quicker. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's biohazard. <laughs> well, nowadays he couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Back then. The and no, biohazard. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> And the thing is, I don't think he ever went and picked it up either. He just yeah. left it there for whoever. Yep. He was the mad shitter, not me. Oh, yeah, Man. He's probably making a trip to Clinton. And the other thing I want to know is, how come I never saw toilet paper there? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask him at the day I quit, but I didn't find it. He wasn't there. The mm. day my last, actual last day he wasn't there, I was going to say, by the way, you probably don't use toilet paper, you nasty fuck, do you? <laughs> Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> because if you did,
1: there would be some trace of it somewhere in this box that you shit Mm-hmm. Nope.
0: <laughs> there was one person's front porch that I did report as being a safety hazard. They, uh, they fed every stray cat in the neighborhood. So they had about five or six food bowls set out full of cat food. And then they'd throw wet food in with it. Every fly within a mile would come and buzz around those stinky food bowls. If it rained, How could they it even stand that, let alone
1: shit. for someone else?
0: Uh-huh. And they had that nasty indoor-outdoor astroturf kind of carpeting on them. Oh, porch. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. And it was
0: so infested with fleas that just in the like 10 seconds I was standing on it to leave their mail, I'd go out to my vehicle and I'd pick like half a dozen fleas off my head. And no, I, said, I bought a, a can of flea spray, mm-hmm. bug repellent, and I would, you know, she was, was the last house on that parking loop, because I parked in front of them. i deliver the whole two blocks, come up to their house, go back to my vehicle, spray my ankles, go up and deliver their mail. Well, that, oh, wow. that offended her for some reason. She got all pissed off and said,
2: Why is the mailman doing this? It's like he's saying our health
0: isn't clean and... and I told the boss, you know, all these cats, all these fleas, uh-huh. you know, all the shit, you know, can they move their mailbox? Because I don't want to get flea bites every single day. And the boss talked to them and they there's, you know, two crazy old cat ladies and they flipped out, refused to do anything. So I had actually a halfway decent boss at the time. What she did was called Animal Control, report all the loose
2: cats.
0: (laughs) So Animal Control came out and started picking up all those cats that they were feeding, uh, and then they got the message and they cleaned that shit up. (laughs)
1: Well, there's more than one way to skin a cat.
0: Okay was that one woman, who she accused me of stepping on and killing her flowers, <laughs> and the boss called me in about that, and I said, well, there are flowers on the ground around her mailbox, but they're plastic. And he just busted out laughing. He said, she you thinks you're killing her plastic plants? And I said, apparently so. The <laughs> next day when I went on the route, I took a picture of the plastic plants around her mailbox that she claimed that I had trampled and killed. So I would have had to step past the mailbox to get into her flowers.
1: Plus, they're in plastic. <laughs> these are lonely people. This is what I take from this. These are lonely people that are looking for attention. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense on all these things yeah. that we talk about. And you know, I guess the only way they can get attention is to be a thorn in your side. Yeah, so then people are like, oh, what do you mean? And I didn't do that. And getting reaction like emotion, yeah. getting emotion from you. But it was weird because before all this,
0: anytime she was outside, you know, I'd, we'd stop and I'd talk and, you know, we'd talk back and forth. She seemed like a, you know, nice person and I was always friendly to her. And, you know, every time she was outside, I'd, I'd say hi and talk. But she got it in her head that I killed her plastic. <laughs> it kind of sounds like someone who is having to take it all the day long and then they find something they she can bitch out safely and oh you're right they, and I can dominate right this
1: on. one yeah well,
0: it's only a guy at worked with,
1: with Romeo. a guy at work would put a, this actually was very valid although it sounded like a joke but he's right mm-hmm. when you become a fast food worker all of a sudden you're not human anymore
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then I was talking to a, another lady I worked with last night about it we're laughing about it and she goes you know what they think they can push you around because you're an uneducated piece of shit that slings food. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of that going in there where the cashier, oh, no, 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 this guy, he's got to, like, you know, deal with a lot of people and all this. I, there's just, like, something about the psychology of it. Like, this guy can't push around because I'm giving him 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. This guy hit him at 68. I can push him around as much as I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's surprising. I'd love to just eat their fucking hot dog in front of them sometime. Yeah. Is that my hot dog?
2: <laughs>
1: nope, not anymore. <laughs> hey, it's good. <laughs> hey, I'll yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Something that I would do
0: when customers get abusive or profaned or start sh- shouting is... you got I w- <laughs> nice teeth. <laughs> no, I would, I would just say... I don't have to stay here and listen to this and take this. You talk to my boss if you want, and I'd leave. Hmm. And they would freak, no, 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 come
1: back here. I'm not
0: done talking to you.
2: It's like, yeah, well, I'm done listening to
0: you, and I'm gonna keep doing my job. And fortunately for me, I could say, if you interfere with me doing my job, it's a federal offense, and I will prosecute, and so will my boss. So they had to leave me alone. Yeah, because uh, they, yeah. And then, if they complained to my boss, the boss would talk to me and I'd say well, he called me an asshole he called me a son of a bitch he was yelling in my face he got two feet away from me and was screaming and yelling and waving his arms around I don't have to put up yeah, that's with that it's yeah. a dangerous situation I'm leaving and what should I have done what else should I have done and they don't have an answer because they won't tell me to stay there and stay in the confrontation, they won't you know, and, and I'm telling him, okay, this guy's out of control. He's screaming, yelling, cursing. Uh, I don't have to. I, you can't pay me enough to stand here and listen to a customer tell me that. So I'm leaving. Yeah. And if you won't back me up, then I'm quitting. Because if that's the way you let customers treat your employees, then I'm not going to work here. I agree. Yep. Um, and the boss would back me up. Because what choice do they have? Are they going to go on record with corporate that, yeah, the employees can be abused by the customers all the time? No, you can't do that. So, as long as I kept my cool and didn't say anything wrong, I'd just say, I'm not listening to this. You can't treat me this way. I'm leaving. And they would get to,
1: you have to stay.
0: You, I pay your salary. I get to say whatever. it's like, bye. And I leave. It's like, you can't. Make me stay. If you try to physically restrain me, I will have you arrested for misdemeanor battery. Minimum three months jail time in Wyandotte County. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, there's no way out of it. If you get convicted love for misdemeanor battery, there's nothing you can do. You are going to spend three months in jail. And so, now you usually wouldn't come to anything like that, but uh,
1: well, the threat of it is probably one of the reasons it does. It. Come yeah, to that. yeah, yeah. And they
0: realize that I know. I know my position. It's like I'm doing this job for the federal government.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So things that govern my job aren't just rules; they're federal law. So I can use that against you if you threaten me. That's if right. You try to steal the mail from me. If you try, to, if you threaten me, etc. Okay, I'm a federal employee, and you threaten violence against me. <laughs> I'm going to call the FBI. That's right. Because I'm a federal employee. And the local police have nothing to do with it. No, no, that's true. You can call right. the local police and they find out I'm federal. They're like, it's out uh, of our jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah. And the pe- people are screaming and yelling, do something, do something. He's like, he's a federal employee. No. Can't touch him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It, it was nice to have that that kind of base security. But well, you're talking about uh, crappy employees and surly... You know, certainly check out people at Walmart, etc. Oh, yeah. I've started, you know, people are complaining left or right about terrible service and all these wait times and blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. For well, what lack I... of help they can get. Yeah. But the way I look at it is if the employee serving you is rude, unattentive, pissed off, etc., it's because their boss is treating them that way. I would agree. Yeah. So, anytime you get lousy service from an employee, blame the boss. Because if the boss isn't toxic, then the boss would have identified that person and replaced them. Yeah. But if the employee is crabby and mean and unhelpful, that's how they're treated by their boss. So they're
1: dumping it on the customer. I agree. I it's it's um it's an atmosphere Mm -hmm. that they create. It is a uh, um, a feeling, you know. They say read the room. Yeah. Walmart, you can walk in and read the room. Mm-hmm. Very much so. You walk in, and there's like this like big cloud over all of them, and it's just like you know, you can just tell all these people wake up in the morning and think, is going to my
0: job really better than just quitting? And they have to sit there. And think yeah, about
1: they're on the line perfect. every day. Yeah, and then they end up quitting. Yeah. Because you never see the same person there ever. And mm-hmm. that's because they're like, fuck this. I'm going to go make uh, more money at Target and not get mm-hmm. treated like shit and not have the same asshole customers come in. And, and that's know. that's the corporate culture of places like Walmart. The employees are an expendable They want you commodity. to quit. Yeah. They, they want you to work a little bit and then get out of there. They don't have to pay you anything. Mm-hmm. Hell, most of them don't even hand out benefits to because they're not around long enough.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, that's what the Postal Service is doing, is they don't want to have to pay pensions anymore. So, well, the union they don't want to have fund pensions anymore. So, they try to get people to quit before they're vested. And the they do it they,
1: by working them to death. Oh, no, I know. And that's been a plan for a while, and a lot of other shady shit, too. The union I was in, uh, and in, uh, for years... And uh, anyhow, I had a lot of money in this pension that only I put in. Because every contract that we voted in, we had to uh, come up with a specific amount we wanted off of our check to go into there, Mm -hmm. like a dollar an hour or whatever. And then the company would say, well, we're going to give you a dollar this year and 50 cents next year. And sometimes we'd end up going backwards just to put money
2: in there. Mm -hmm.
1: But anyhow, what ended up happening is about 10 years ago, they figured out or knew about it or whatever had the justified means to actually prove it somehow what they call critical status critical status of this uh, uh, international association union is to where they can give you a percentage so let's say you're supposed to get fifteen hundred dollars a month from them they could give you six hundred a month and say we don't have the money I looked it up because they had a very fancy way of explaining this critical status. And anyhow, the way they explained it was, uh, you know, kind of like, well, funds aren't matching what we're getting in, okay? So I'm like, all right. So I did some investigating on that. Number one, that's bullshit. They're stealing money, Yeah. okay? Number two, every one of these metal workers that I looked at uh, on this stage, they don't anymore, but they used to send me this magazine because I'm not actually technically active. Mm-hmm. Um, this metal journal every month, once a month, and on it it would say like the fallen, and these are people that have passed away. I look in there; they're in their fifties and sixties primarily. Mm-hmm. None of them grabbed their pension. None of them. So where did this money go? I got pretty good ideas. Well, yeah, yeah, reabsorbed. Reabsorbed yeah. in someone's fucking pocket.
0: Maybe on paper it still exists as, you know, oh, this is for, you know, Yeah, but no, the, the, contingency, or current, yeah. but in reality Training. it's
1: money to spend. Training is where they get it. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, the,
0: uh, the idea of, of promising your employees something and then backing out on it. Has been proven over and over to kill a business. I mean, I saw a story the other day about someone who said the business said, let's all work extra hard up, running up to the end of the year, meet these goals, et cetera, et cetera, and there'll be all this bonus, and et cetera, et cetera. So everyone sacrificed, you know, working 10 hour days, six days a week, et cetera. And they. We'll accomplished, remember you guys. Yeah, they accomplished all the goals. And management got 20% bonuses, the employees got half percent And the writer of the article said, you know, that was right at the first of the year. You know, it was our year-end bonuses. He said within the month of January, five people quit off that critical team. February through March, another six quit. And then the bosses started saying, oh, we're so short-staffed, you're all going to have to work six days a week and 10-hour shifts just to keep up. Now it was no longer to get a bonus, it was cause just we can't to can't yeah. just keep up. And so the hemorrhaging continued, people just kept quitting and quitting and quitting. And finally they had a, mostly a staff of newbies who had no clue, and the business went under. Mm -hmm. It's like, was your 20% -20
1: bonus worth all that? Because
0: you just just killed the goose that laid the gold net.
1: Well, you say that, a company I used to work for not so long ago, Mm -hmm. doing the same thing.
0: Yeah. I Can't can't wait to to see those fucks in the paper. Ah. I told you the story about my oldest brother, the the Mm -hmm. geological firm he worked for that would promise people a percentage of the bonus pool. And at the end of the year, oh well, you you get your thirty-five percent of the bonus pool, but well, yeah, the bonus pool is only twenty bucks. So, and they started doing that you know, year after year. When when my brother worked for them, they had this huge office building in uh, Overland Park. Um, by the time I started delivering mail, they were down off of Merriam Lane in a room that was probably smaller than this coffee shop, mm-hmm. and had three employees. And within six months, they were gone. No forward address, So they were out of business. Gone. Yeah. yeah. And I remember Mark was saying how disappointed he was, and he just couldn't understand. And then a few years later, he brought it up and again, and he said what had happened is the business had been bought by somebody. Mm-hmm. And they treated it like a money vacuum, and they turned it up to 100. And that ruined the the motor of the money vacuum, which is the employees. You know, they they was like, we need money now, we want all we can get. So they burned up the employees and the business contacts and everything in this huge money grab. And once they got milked everything they could out of it, they sold
1: the company mm-hmm. to happens all the time. And all the time. But there's like firms that look for things like this. They look yeah. for companies to absorb and skin and get what they can and uh-huh. fucking toss the rest in the trash. That that was the that was the eighties mantra. Remember that was the Mitt Romney Mergers thing. And acquisitions. That was the Mitt Romney thing, remember Comfort, he had that Raiders. company called Spain or something like that. Yeah. Remember that, and that's one of the big reasons he never reached presidency. Well, that needs a fucking idiot. But uh, but anyhow, um. but, uh, but doing that is inherently cannibalizing your own country
0: because you well, are taking all the accumulated wealth and goodwill and hard work, and you're blowing it all on instant cash and leaving nothing behind. Now somebody has to start all over, and you know what? They're going to go over to China or Singapore. Yes or Bolivia, and they're going to do start it over there. And people complain, ooh, the jobs are leaving the United States. Yeah, it's because they can't make enough money off us here. That's what they want, is enormous profits. If they can't get it with American workers, they'll go get it with child labor in, in
1: Taiwan or something. The hypocriticalness of all of this is really what gets America, because people see this all over and they say you guys are preaching to us and i'm not talking about just the american person like me or you yeah I'm talking about the government and corporations and yeah. policies they see this yeah and they're like wait a minute you're telling us we got to clean ourselves up when you guys hands is as dirty as ours mm-hmm. And I would be the same thing if someone come around and talk to me about morality. Like if Jimmy Swagger came up to me, I think he's dead, but who gives a fuck? Anyhow, um, anyhow, <laughs> if he came up to me and told me about morality, I'd be like, Get the fuck out of here. No kidding. Matter of fact, you know what? You better get out of here before I fucking take a swing at you, you know? <laughs> it's like
0: My dad trying to talk to me about faithfulness in marriage.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: it's like, dude, really? <laughs>
0: I don't think you know the first thing about that. <laughs> I
1: was born knowing more than you.
0: <laughs> Too
1: bad he's not around to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> huh? But but you know what? The people that do that, they're the ones that are the last one to recognize it's on them. you ever notice that? They're like, yeah. Are you talking about me? <laughs> Who the fuck else am I talking about? Yeah. Why would you say that? Because it's fucking true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, you know ask your ask your average
0: American would you rather have good quality health insurance and health care No not health insurance good quality paid health care yes or would you rather have a company a profit-stinking company sell you insurance that you had to use in order to afford your, your health care Which is a better system <laughs> just getting your health care because you're you're alive and you're in this country? Or having to buy it from a company that is intent on making a
1: profit off it? I know my answer. Yeah, yeah and I can't... I think most people's answer. Yeah. Well, yeah. You get the people who say, well, I don't trust the
0: government to run the healthcare system. Um, well, you trust them to run the military. You yeah. trust them to run the banks, the courts, law enforcement. You trust them with our nuclear arsenal. But you don't trust the government to hand out a cough drop. That doesn't make any sense. Somebody, no. somebody, has cre- somebody has created the, the image that America, I know American who it government is. can't. It is the insurance companies. Yeah, it's Humana guys. and Blue Cross and Pfizer and all the people who yeah. are making
1: billions off of the healthcare industry. Yeah, they're like, industry. well, what can we do? Oh, and they're the ones well, who telling tell us, oh, if your government takes over, you're all going to die. Well, what they did is they did like research <laughs> studies and stuff, and they knew how to combat it. Like, well, all these people have what they can come and they don't trust the government. Well, Mm -hmm. let's just bring them in. It's actually quite a brilliant campaign, if you think about it. it. It's like, you trust these guys to run your health? Now, let's say, like, uh, you can have another six years, but the government says that you're not producing. Well, they're just going to kill you. You don't want that, do you? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you guys still there? You still listening to this abortion? Remember, two douches and microphone.
0: Yeah, they'll say, you know, they'll, they'll point to the, like, the Postal Service or the VA and say, look how screwed up that is. You really want them running health care? Mm-hmm. So I will point to the military that everyone is so proud of and say, okay, is that a screw-up? Is that a fuck-up? Are American soldiers a joke? They're not going to say that. They're going to say, oh, no, they're good.
2: Yeah, don't bring the them rest. into
0: it. They're so, guys okay. are fighting for us. The government's running back. So they can do it. They can do it efficiently. And they can produce something that you're very proud
1: of. Well, I mean, he yeah. Tries. The biggest part—the biggest part of the battle—is figuring out how to combat it, right? And yep. they figured out. They brought the government in on it, only against. Do you guys want these guys figuring out your future? What about your little son? <laughs> your little son comes in, and uh, he's got polio. Okay. And anyhow, so there's this new experimental treatment that's like curing 90% of everybody, but it's experimental. The government's going to tell you no. Little Johnny's going to not be able to walk, and he's going to probably be chewing like fucking mashed potatoes the rest of his life. Yeah. But if we, if you take our health insurance, we'll help little Johnny. He'll be okay. Yeah. Something like that, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no. And, you
0: know, people post all the time, you know, (laughs) insulin costs diabetics like $1,500 a month. Here. In Europe it's like eight bucks. Why is that?
1: Let's break that down. Why it's, is that?
0: Is because the insulin is not pay is not priced at a fair price. It's like everything, it's yeah. priced at what someone will pay for it.
1: Yeah. And so let's break it down with taxes though. Yeah. How much I'd like to know how much of it is taxes too. Well in Europe there's a lot of
0: Subsidy through personal income tax Mm -hmm. to subsidize healthcare. So, yeah, you gotta look at that. But there's no way it could be $1,500 worth on even just like one medication. No. Because you've got thousands
1: of different medications. So, what's going on is is drug companies fucking us, is what it is.
0: Absolutely.
1: They can point to Europe and
0: say, well, they have subsidized healthcare, that brings the prices down.
1: Well, not really. That's
0: one factor.
1: If you if you but believe what you've just that. been told over here about getting the government involved, then that's mm-hmm. not, you know. Yeah. So they have to say, oh, the government can't do
0: it. And then over in Europe they say, well, that's their government. They're different.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the
0: story changes to fit the situation. Exactly. Yeah. And no matter what you bring up to refute it, they've got one more excuse they can whip out.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. And it, it just depends on which way what they're trying to say. Which way they're gonna like give you the uh, uh, give you which side of the argument they're gonna to present to you?
0: Yeah. And there was a while back where insulin prices were a big deal
1: and EpiPen prices, and somebody made a big stink about it. And and they did bring the prices down of EpiPen for a while. I don't know if it's still like that. But I don't think did. it is. But what they didn't do, they didn't bring the price of the EpiPen down to where it should be.
0: No, they brought it down just enough to cool the public outrage. Because it was one
1: CEO that did that, and then he fucking retired and he Uh took and like raised it way up high, yeah. But they lowered it just enough to calm
0: down Yeah. and didn't make such a fuss. They didn't put it down at a fair price. They no, put it down no, no.
1: just enough to get you to quit bitching about it. Yeah, well, yeah, they go, well, we got it reduced by three hundred dollars, but it's still three hundred dollars more. You know, you, you know, yeah. Let's say we six increases, to, you know, yeah. Yeah, now it's, it's probably back up to four fifty. Yeah. So, uh, no, the thing the thing is, is uh, uh, the guy that did that he raised it way up and then left. What kind of a person does that? He can go to sleep at night. I mean, to me, that's the same type of person that you have over there in Russia. Sociopath. Yeah, sociopath has yeah. no conscience. Whether it's like bombing innocent children. Mm. Do what? Or this. there's another term. All my life,
0: I've been told that sociopaths and psychopaths were these violent, dangerous criminals, and they're extremely not always. Wise.
2: No, no not the, always.
0: The lie has been, it's really rare, they're easy to spot, they're all mass murderers, they no. serial killers, uh-uh.
2: Uh-huh.
1: That, the, it couldn't be the further from the truth, yeah. but go ahead. You, you look into large, multi-billion dollar corporations,
0: international corporations, anything handling money, finance, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. you will find them riddled with sociopaths, because that's their niche. Make money, don't care who you hurt. It's a perfect job for a psychopath. Because someone with a conscience couldn't sign the paper raising insurance rates to a point where no one can afford them, no one afford their medicine. But the sociopath and the psychopath, other people don't matter. They're not really real. You know, only I'm real. So
1: if it benefits me, that's good enough. I can only go into this so far but I have a prime example but I can't mention names or even I can kind of like broad stroke it right here but a good friend of mine that passed away not too long ago Mm -hmm. Um, his son is like that he is uh, a huge guy in a huge money making company Mm -hmm. and just dealing with him I dealt with him before and I always knew he was a piece of crap but this last time dealing with him at my friend's funeral and everything you could tell Void of all emotion, nothing there. No empathy, no sympathy. Nothing.
2: Not yeah. Oh,
1: they're just not capable. In of fact, of it. this guy was like he's fucking multimillionaire, mm. and anyhow, all these people that were just barely getting by. When we had the uh, the dinner afterwards, that guy paid nothing, nothing for anybody, and he probably should have because that was his son. Mm-hmm. You know, his son, you know, his father is the one that died. And this guy had all kinds of money to do so. All he did was pay for himself and leave. To me a lot of people are like, well what obligates him to do that? Well what obligates him to do that is people in good faith went to this funeral, yeah, paid their respects, paid a lot of money for flowers and everything, which the guy deserved. But if that had been me even not making that money, I would have felt obligated to do that. Yeah, yeah. It just shows you how he thought about stuff. Like, yeah. This is mine. They're not getting it. They just do their own and that's how come that guy's in that position is because he has no conscience. He yeah. doesn't care about ripping houses away from people or whatever. Mm. It does not bother him at all yeah. and when I saw that, that was so eye-opening, I'm like, you know what, how that was spawned from my friend, I have no fucking idea. But that fucking piece of Satan came from somewhere else. True sociopaths and psychopaths are generally born that way. He was born that way. There there are I know when he was younger.
0: Yeah. There are some that become that way through a, an illness or a, a disease or a trauma or something. But generally, it's, you're born that way. And another thing that we were always told is this is abnormal and bad. Because, no, it's not. It's perfectly normal. I think and it's natural.
1: perfectly normal, too. Yeah.
0: Just because we don't necessarily like it, doesn't mean it's unnatural, you know. I, we don't like tornadoes, but they are perfectly natural. You know, they, they happen because they're supposed to happen. Because yeah. of physics. Sociopaths are born because Human beings have the capacity to produce sociopaths. Yeah. And think about it. A, a sociopath is the perfect person to put in charge of your security, your military, your well-being, the bodyguard, etc. So throughout history, sociopaths were put in charge mm-hmm. because they can make the tough decisions, and not lose any sleep
1: No, you're right. They don't have to form. Well, a that's how come this guy I was just talking face. about is in position mm-hmm. Matt. Yeah.
0: If you want someone to get the job done, get it done right, and not give crap about the consequences, hire them. That's why parent. this
1: guy was groomed to his position mm-hmm. in school, and that's why all these other people are groomed. Yeah. I got to see firsthand how they're groomed. They looked at their grades and their mindset and everything, yeah. and they had everything paid for them. And that's what they do. They're like, this guy is the perfect guy to do this because well, he doesn't care.
0: And it's, it's like the, the, the executives at Boeing same thing yeah they decided we don't care that the plane's going to kill a bunch of people we have an opportunity to make money in the meantime we're Mm going to do that
1: and this also goes into the equation I was talking about they're like how much is this going to cost to pay this and go away okay and how much are we going to make do it that guy right there sociopath
2: yep anyhow
0: every time you see a brand name on a TV show or in a movie that's paid placement it has to be yeah. If, and if you'll notice, they blur out the names of a lot of others. And that's not not just because they didn't pay, but it's also because they don't have permission. A popular TV show had a, a, a woman who was an apartment manager, and she carried around a toolbox. And mm-hmm. it was obviously a craftsman toolbox. But they knocked off the C at the beginning and the N at the end, so it was a raftsma Toolbox. That's
1: funny.
0: And they were very obvious. I mean, they could have just taken the label completely off, Mm -hmm. but they made it Craftsman. And number one, that that gets them out of having to pay for permission to use the brand name. Yeah. Two, it means they don't have to sign on Craftsman as a sponsor because maybe Stanley Tools is already a sponsor and they don't want Craftsman on. That's part of their deal. And three, later they the, later they can go back in and digitally add the C and the N and turn it back into Craftsman if Craftsman decides they want to sponsor the reruns or the DVD box set.
1: That is why or, they do that. I yeah, that's what it is. Uh-huh. Like a, an obvious Pepsi can, mm-hmm. you know, would be like pep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they can change it back later if someone pays. See, they, they don't want to close the door on that money stream. They're leaving their options open. And but then
1: again, you and I, we already know what they are. And yeah. actually, it brings more attention putting it like that. It's like, oh, hey, look mm-hmm. at this. They think I don't know that's a Craftsman. They don't mm-hmm. think I don't know that's a Pepsi. I have
0: a game box in the background with that guy you know, in the top hat, and the, the name of the game says Opoly on it. Not Monopoly, it just but says Apolly. You know, like, yeah, we know what that is. But they put it there for a reason. They wanted you to see it. They wanted you to know it's a Monopoly game without using the actual brand name. So it suited the purpose of the show to have it there. But the revenue stream is still, you know, ready to be tapped if the moment arrives.
1: Hey, Christopher. Yes, Mark. Have you ever known somebody that had gas so bad that it would just linger and linger in a room uh, and not go away. Oh yes. You know, it, uh, it would get really bad at first and then it would like kinda of subside, but you would keep getting little whiffs of that rancid, horrible ass smell. Uh
0: I've got a dog like that right now. So <laughs> yeah. Sammy is pretty good, boy. He'll lay him out. Then he looks at you like you did it. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll paint the he'll peel the paint off the walls. Oh my gosh!
1: He gives you a dirty look. Like, why'd you do that? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Stupid human fart. Damn it! I'm getting tired <laughs> of this human shitting on me. Oh well. So. Well, as far as people, yeah, I've I've noticed that, and uh, yeah, for for people situations too.
1: Well, you know, as I've forementioned before, you know, I used to go out of town a lot and work. Mm -hmm. And anyhow, but uh, okay, for my my plug-in for today for them, fuck you, you guys suck. Eat my dick. (laughs) So okay, so that's done with now. You guys are a bunch of pussies. I know some of you listen, so eat every bit of my ass, you fucktards. So anyhow, now on to this. I worked with this guy that had that type of gas.
2: Mm, Like he
1: would get into an elevator and shit on there on purpose, just blast (laughs) one out. And this happened. Like, three hours later, a guy gets in that elevator. It wasn't used very much because it was in a building that was being erected, and it was pretty you primitive. You said erected. When we, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> That's my Beavis and Butthead moment. <laughs> fire,
1: fire. Oh, yeah. wait. Orange stuff that glows. <laughs> they did that afterwards, remember? Yeah. Where they couldn't say fire anymore because some fucking idiot's kid did something stupid, like burn his asshole. Oh, yes. Fuck him. Yep. And if he died, I'm glad he's dead.
0: <laughs> Heaven forbid someone actually take responsibility for their own yeah. actions. Oh, can't
1: do that. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> well, anyhow. Okay. He's more ass kissing. but... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, while he's in there, he could always slap a tongue. Yeah. Yeah, you never know.
0: <laughs> Just in the. No, that's more Mr. Creepy's uh, <laughs> kind of territory. Yeah. Mr. Creepy wants to tongue punch your fart box. You know,
1: there's <laughs> things that I don't ask Mr. Creepy for a reason. You yeah. Know, yeah. I, I, there are things know. we don't want to know. No, I. You know. That bag of dildos? Mm. I don't want to know what he does with them. No, no. You know, he may give them to women that don't have enough money for him and doesn't have a partner or what, whatever. Maybe they just I think it. he also
0: was involved in some uh, some modern uh, experimental art with uh, with a number of those. You know, one well, of those moving sculpture kind of things.
1: Well, he had a board with like three or four of them nailed on it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I didn't know what and that was like a was big about.
0: master switch box or something to turn yeah. on more than one at once. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking... Some kind of modern art sculpture or something, you know, that maybe I'm moves across I'm sure that is. The... It's not
1: what it appeared to be, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. okay. Well, okay. Back to the guy that I used to work with that would just shit so bad. I mean, <laughs> the, first, the first whiff of it, you wanted to vomit. It smelled so bad. <laughs> then the second whiff of it, oh. you about passed out. <laughs> yeah. Then the third whiff of it, you're running the hell out of there because it smells so bad. You really thought you're going to die. <laughs> and it's it's
0: like it gets on you like an oily film, like you can't yes. get it off. <laughs> yes. You My take three showers and
1: burning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he would make sure in hot box. You know what I mean by hot box? He yes. would. We would be in a room where we stored some of our product that we're installing. And he would shit in there. Uh, and I'd always know it because he'd like laugh and then run out. And I'd be like, you son of a bitch. You motherfucker. And then about that time. <laughs> yeah, one time he shit on this elevator. And three hours later, I hear a guy go, What the fuck happened? <laughs> he is like gagging a coffin. And, coughing. and he, he, the guy I work with, I'm not going to say his name. But his name oh started God. with an L okay. and anyhow, Eddie out. So I'll just leave it there. He would <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I told him before, I said, I think you have gut cancer, dude. There's no way you could come up with smells like that. You're you're actually part of your body's dying and decaying in there. And, and you think it's cool, but you're actually dying. You'll probably be dead next year the way these things smell.
0: I, I heard a line like that on the. A Simpsons episode after Homer farted, somebody said that Homer should go see a doctor because they didn't think a, a healthy man could make that smell. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I kind of know what you're talking about. You know, I'm a big Family Guy some pretty thing, healthy smell. Uh,
1: but I got to re-watching some of the old Simpsons, and they were really cutting edge. There were a lot that had
0: much much better writing than you know a well, lot of people
1: have bothered to see. Intellectually, they they. They did more, um, I guess uh, Family Guy was more potty humor. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Simpsons were a little bit more intellectual. But each one has its place, and I love both the shows. Yeah. I mean, I just grew bored with the Simpsons after a while, and just, you know, they've been around forever, and just, it's like anything, just take them for granted, and just like, whatever. So, I guess when they go away, maybe I'll pay more attention to them. Yeah. (laughs) So.
0: (laughs) If they ever quit making them. But. So anyway, a fart uh, in the elevator.
1: Yes. This guy,
0: put, <laughs> I decided to put him to Why use. Why do I keep bringing this subject back up? It's not like I'm so anxious to hear about it. <laughs> I guess, uh, I, you am. Will, you
1: will I, guess I am. I guess I am. I decided to put this guy to use. And I'm like, all right. Okay, you keep shitting on me. Let's shit on other people. You know, you did the elevator. That went well. Three, later, <laughs> three hours later, a guy about vomits and yeah. you know, screams and... <laughs> So, anyhow, I was like, okay, what can we do? And he goes, watch this. So, we're leaving for the night. We're leaving the job site. He goes to this job box that we work out of. A job box is a big metal box. Mm -hmm. And a big metal box, I'm trying to think, it would be probably about five foot by eh, maybe three and a half, four foot tall metal box. And it was designed to where you lock it and people can't get in for the people that don't know construction that might be listening to this. Yeah. So he goes over there and we had everything put away and all we had to do was just close it and padlock it. He goes over there and he shits all over in there. Just rips a big one. I mean, it was, it made the craziest noise too. It's just like, and then he slams the door and he goes, don't get near this in the morning. Let someone else. He said, uh, let the supervisor open up the box. And I won't mention the supervisor's name either. So that morning, we make sure we're in another room. And all of a sudden we heard, and we heard the key jostling around. And we heard a, (laughs) because the- Is it too late to call in sick? (laughs) The the hinges squeaked. We heard a, (laughs) and then I heard a, Jesus Christ, what the hell happened in here? Oh! <laughs> that was all night in a, hot, in a hot primitive job site, stewing and baking.
2: Oh, God. And
1: then we had to go in there and get equipment out, and I still almost vomited. I could only imagine what said supervisor went through opening that damn thing up.
0: Oh, well, imagine oh my the, God. Imagine the tools smelled really bad all day long
1: yeah yeah as a matter of fact i've like free breeze and some of them yeah. we went to walmart on lunch break and i grabbed some febreze and just like sprayed it around i said you know this is funny but every time what we do is whenever we had to take a plane mm. he would shit in it so it would get back to the job the to the uh to the plant later, to the manufacturing facility, it would get to them in a few days, and we'd already be gone doing something else, and someone else would open this thing, because we had a couple of job boxes that we worked out of, so like, we would get back, and then maybe load some stuff in another one, while the other one is in, you know, ground on the way, you know, and so, that one contained the shit in it, and, you know, the horrible gas, so I'm pretty sure whoever opened that up at the shop was like, Argh!
2: Yeah.
1: because this guy's farts would linger. I don't yeah. know. I, like I said, he had to have like gut cancer or something. But,
0: Maybe so. Yeah, that can but, really you screw know, things up coming out the other end.
1: Since I'm talking about gas and shit again, you know, I am the mad shitter in Clinton, Missouri, as we all know. Yes, yes.
0: Which I'm very you proud of, even you never though get I get tired do it. of talking about that. That's no. for
1: sure. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'll talk about it till the day I die because that was such a weird experience. Having an old man follow you around. (laughs) I got the mad shitter. I got him. And I'm like, what the hell? Uh. (laughs) I'll
0: get a t-shirt that says, I knew the mad shitter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I need to go back to that place. You do? Definitely. I need to see if that old man's there. Mm. If he's there, he probably is, and he was pretty old. Yeah. But if he's there, I'm going to go up to him, poke him in the chest, go, I'm not the mad shitter, you piece of shit.
0: (laughs) Maybe he was the mad shitter. He's just looking for a scapegoat. I think so. <laughs>
1: I want to know how they do it with a colossomy bag. Because they had a nurse tell me that. Because mm-hmm. I was telling her about it, it was a friend of mine. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a mad shitter in Clinton. As we all know, I'm very proud of it. <laughs> I was talking to her about it. She goes, oh, that's done with a colossomy bag. Oof. And I guess they shit and piss in it and they just spray it all over the wall. Mm-hmm. So how, how anyone figured that out is beyond me.
0: Yeah, just, right. just that your mind would go there. It's like, what can I do with this bag? Of hey, stuff? let's
1: spray it on the wall <laughs> in a public restroom. How do you get the force? You squeeze <laughs> it, I guess, it just like goes.
0: Perhaps uh, perhaps the person who made the shit wasn't the same person that sprayed it all over the place. Might've been a two man job.
1: Never thought of that.
0: I uh yeah. Hmm. I, I guess they could have run DNA on the shit. And see if there's you know more oh, than one dis- DNA they'd trace in it. Would be
1: disappointed. I would have been the mad shitter.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh god.
1: Well, okay. I'm getting ready to go to the next um, prank. This would be under the elaborate prank section. Oh yes. But we this just those. wasn't me. This is people I worked with. Mm-hmm. We was working uh, in Texas, and it was this huge school.
0: Oh yeah. And I and can see that with these only good job site.
1: Only one side of the huge school had power. It was really primitive.
2: Oh, okay. So
1: we had to run, I don't know how many foot, three, 400 foot of extension cord. Oh, yeah. From one side. We're working in the polar opposite, furthest away you could get from the power.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Great oh, yeah. planning on somebody's part.
1: Yeah. And there's nothing we could do about it. It's the only way we could get power. So we had to. So yeah. we had all these extension cords that we had to take up at the end of the evening and roll out in the morning. It was a real pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So this uh, um, we we keep having someone unplug it. Huh? Yeah. So we'd be working all of a sudden. Hey.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: So then you'd have to go trace where they broke it off at.
2: Oh yeah. Okay.
1: So this happened for three weeks <laughs> in a row. Not all the time but enough to really screw with you. Yeah. Maybe like one time one day, three times another day. Ugh. Um, enough to where time, you're thinking
0: day. about it all the time. Yeah. yeah. You're just waiting for that
1: saw not to work. i like, <laughs> <"Ew.">
2: <laughs>
1: we got the unplugger again. <laughs>
2: Shit. I'll go
1: find it. And then you got to walk all the way down there, plug it back in. Yeah. So this was a couple of days before we were finished with the job. I said, Hey guys, I'm going to stand back. And I'm going to hopefully find out who's
0: Ah, doing this. Yeah, a little surveillance, a little uh, uh, reconnaissance work. I like this.
1: Yeah. So we were getting closer to where, you know, to the other side of it. Uh So there was a lot of positions I could get into where I could see out there and still be doing my work, but they couldn't see me. Yeah. So I made sure I about cut my arm off a couple of times. I made sure to always be spying over there. And sure enough, it was these tile layers. Uh. and I always suspected them because they'd be kind of overly nice hey how you guys doing today and I'm like thinking those guys they're not that nice yeah. a bunch of fucking parolees <laughs> and you know, toothless bags of shit and we'd be like hey how you doing how's your day going all that stuff you know and you could just tell that they were full of shit so I went back and I reported yeah it's said tile layers over there
2: mm. oh
1: okay <clears throat> So I started watching their habits, and I started seeing, like, they would take turns. This was so gross. They would go in a porta shitter and go to sleep. Oh. I think they were asleep. I don't know what else you'd do in there for two hours.
0: Oh, man.
1: Two hours, they're in this little shit box in the blazing hot Texas sun. Wow. So they hadn't been going to sleep in that son of a bitch. I could not I imagine. I can't out out even
0: stand
2: the <laughs> <laughs>
1: smell of it. Yeah. If nobody's around, I would take a piss behind it so I didn't have to smell it. No kidding. Yeah, or piss in a cup in a corner somewhere in a room that nobody's around. The science room is really good to piss in a cup in. <laughs> I cannot imagine how many cups of piss someone had to throw away. <laughs> I'm the mad pisser.
0: There you go. Oh, yeah. You're branching out. Yeah, there's a
1: Gatorade <laughs> bottle I filled up a lot. And I think they knew, <laughs> knew who was pissing in there because I'd always be emptying it and be like, that doesn't look like Gatorade. looks like lemonade. <laughs> so I we find out who done it. And I started watching them and they were taking turns shitting. So whenever the boss would get there, they would stop all the tools. And that's how the person out there knew to come in. Uh... And they'd carry a wrench with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I figured all this out by just observing them. Yeah. And they would take turns out there sleeping, I guess sleeping or whatever. And so I was like, all right. So I went to everybody. This is the day we were leaving. And we're leaving that evening, and this is in the morning. I go, hey, everybody. Everybody have a 20 on them? Yeah. I go, okay. Okay, good. I was just getting rid of this old wallet. Mm-hmm. And I was getting a new wallet because the old one was like, it was losing my license and stuff, and I'm down oh, yeah. in Texas working, so I got another one. And I was getting ready to throw it away in the hotel room, and I was like, no, keep this. And I didn't know why.
2: <laughs> so
1: I go to everybody, I go, everybody have a 20 on them? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> tear off the part that you can still spend the 20. The little oh, yeah. 20 in the right corner, <laughs> yeah. tear that off. Enough to where I can tape it in the spellfold.
2: <laughs> uh, okay.
0: Oh no. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. I had a feeling because of the way these parolee dirt bags looked that they would fish for money. So I go out there.
0: I'm thinking crackhead. <laughs> in addition, they, meth head. In I addition to whatever were, else I think
1: they were cracking meth heads. funny that, <laughs> that bad. <laughs> you know how they have the work release program? I'm pretty sure it was one of those. If you saw them, you would know what I mean. You'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." You know, teardrop tattoos on their eyeballs, you know, the yeah, the corner of their eyes, missing teeth, just, you know, you know what I'm talking about.
0: They've lived about 80 years worth in 30 years, and it shows yes. all over them.
1: Yes, so I was like, "All right, dirt bags." So it looked like there was a bellfold with approximately about a hundred dollars in it, <laughs> and it was t- the little twenties on the right side, all sticking out and were taped.
2: <laughs> I took
1: this bellfold and threw it right in the middle of the biggest pile of shit I could find. Oh. I come in, and I started bitching, going, "Man, I lost my fucking wallet in there." And they're like, "Man, you just got that money out of the ATM," and I'm like. I, you know, and we acted like we didn't see him there. And I was looking out of the corner of my eye, and one of them looked up. So you can imagine what happened. Yeah. They went out there to take their daily nap or something, and they fished that fucker out.
2: Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> On the way out, this guy gave me this look,
2: and I turned around and smiled and said,
1: Have a nice day, guys. I know he fished that shit out. He fished it out, got shit all over his hands for nothing. And he knew I did it because I was the one talking about losing my wallet.
0: Oh, oh, that moment when you realize that you've been set up and it's all worked out perfectly and there's just not a whole lot you can do about it. Nope. And
1: we're going back to Missouri, so fuck them. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Excuse me. Okay, so that is my fart and shit story all in one. You don't get that on Bob and Tom. No. You don't get that on free beer and hot wings. You don't get that anywhere except two douchebags and a microphone. Yes. Assholes. <laughs> two
2: douchebags and a microphone. Off work, common get you.
0: I had a little uh, interesting elevator story that yours reminded me of. Oh, good. Um, It was, I believe, right after my uh, senior year of high school, a friend of mine got me a job out of the sports complex. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people know that there is a big warehouse underground between the two stadiums. And you drive, You can drive down a long ramp, and you're down underground, and that's where they have, you know, a lot of the food stored and the refrigerators and things like that. <clears throat> and then there are ramps leading up to each stadium, and that's how they would do a lot of the resupply. At least that's how it was in 1979. Uh, so we would go uh, generally about 10 o'clock. Wow,
1: 79.
0: Yeah, I'm an old guy. So... You know, there'd be a Royals game. I
1: was just thinking they were still relevant and really good and at mm. the top of the league all the time. Yep. George Brett. And yep. Uh, Dennis Leonard. Freddie Patek. Different type. Yeah, little Freddie Patek. All five foot four of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, they'd have a, a ball game at night and, uh, you know, they'd use up all the food and the liquor and all that stuff and the popcorn and stuff. So we'd get there usually around when we expected the game to end, and and uh, we'd get our our loads ready, and we'd go resupply all yeah, the concession stands. <laughs> yes. Okay. We we're a bunch of teenage boys getting our loads ready. <laughs> um. So we you know we take stuff, restock, resupply, and then uh, of course you get to the concession stand, and if nobody had uh, turned off the beer tap and taken the hose, uh, then you could draw a beer. And of course that was the first thing we did when we reach a concession stand is we somebody would pull the tap and see if the beer would flow. If it did, we all drew a beer and then we would do our work and drink our beer and before leaving, we grab and grab another beer and head
1: off. Were you 21, sir?
0: Uh no, I was actually 17, but I did get a license to handle beer.
2: <laughs> so I
0: was it was allowed to handle beer and I just figured, well, I'm I'm just One storing fill in your it. Mouth. I was just storing it inside my my Digestive system. We
1: were gonna release it in the urinal eventually. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so we had a lot. Of, we had a lot of work, you know, doing the concession stands and stuff. And then you have the mobile uh, beer dispensaries. Uh, they called them Perlex. Hmm. Never understood where they got that name. But uh, um, eventually, the bosses were catching on that we were, you know, after two or three trips up to restock, we were all hammered. So they decided, <laughs> you know, we need to go, you know, take the the. Uh, uh, the pressure hoses out of these so these guys can't draw any beer
1: oh those dicks i know
0: but uh one guy now we we're we we're dragging one of the one of the perlix back because um, it was easier just to pull it back to the to the warehouse than to you know try to restock it in place sometimes so we put it in the freight elevator and you know we were all just you know figuring well they've taken all the pressure hoses you know another drag But uh, my friend Glenn just reaches up and pulls the tap just out of habit, and the beer comes out. So, boom, I hit the stop button on the elevator. (laughs) And Glenn and I sit there for, seriously, about 45 minutes, drinking beer and pissing down the side of the freight elevator at Royal Stadium. (laughs) <laughs> we, were, I think we were on a mission to try to drain that keg, but you know those are the big you know stadium kegs. Oh God! So yeah. eventually, yeah, I mean people were yelling,
1: "Where's the fucking elevator, man? We got some perlocks up here." So he was, I don't know, man. It just stopped. <laughs> I think it's broke.
0: And a lot of those perlicks the guys had to had to hook them up behind their little. Uh, uh, the little John Deere tractors that we drove to pull the trailers around they had to pull them back that way down the big spiral ramps and like <laughs> one of them fell over <laughs>
1: <laughs> meanwhile you're pissing and drinking
0: <laughs> we were so so hammered when we finally pulled the stop button and kept going and then, and of course you know when we when we before we pulled the, the the before we set the elevator going again one of us was smart enough to pull the pressure hose out of that Perlick, and hide it. Oh, yeah. So... That way
1: they had no idea that you'd been in there.
0: The moment the doors opened, the boss pushed his way in and pulled a tap, and nothing came out. And he looked at us and said, get back to work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect crime.
0: (laughs) Except for our livers. Our livers paid.
2: Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So
0: that's my fun elevator story. (laughs) I love that. I spent almost an hour in the elevator with a high school friend, just bullshitting, drinking beer, and... Pissing down a concrete elevator shaft.
1: That's a great story, too, because we went from dark, evil shit to lighthearted piss.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: And nasty, 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 gassy farts. (laughs) That would kill anyone under three.
0: Stop feeding your dog broccoli. Seriously.
1: Sammy. (laughs) Today, I was talking to a guy that was a sidewinder. You know what I'm talking about?
0: I think so. I think so.
1: Okay. He had a stroke or some sort of neuro- neurological. Neurological. Yeah, thank you. Maybe <laughs> I had a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, neur- neuro neurological. Now I can't say it. Okay. Yeah, he had some sort of issues in his head. Okay. And um, so this particular problem that I'm getting ready to speak of, it hasn't happened in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's ugly head just has not shown itself. I haven't had the opportunity, but it really bothered me back then. And it bothered me today when this happened. So to start this off a long time ago in the nineties, yeah, I was at a job and I had a supervisor, direct supervisor that I dealt with every day.
2: Yeah.
1: He was um, a trembler.
2: Oh, yeah. So gotcha. his
1: head would shake a little bit and his uh-huh. hands would shake a little bit more. And whenever he command me to do some, well, not command, but, you know, ask me to do something, his head would shake a little bit. And so my head would shake a little bit and my hands would shake a little bit. And it's just something that I don't know what it is. It's a personality quirk of mine. I don't know what it is, but I tend to mimic these people
2: well
0: i i've actually heard about this it's it's more an attempt to fit in than anything else um if, if if you meet someone who behaves differently from you um then you try to do that too to fit in so they don't know you're an outsider it's kind of an instinctive thing you know if 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 uh, you know, if one kid gets into a group of other kids, he'll tend to play the way they're playing, because he's trying to fit in. So it's it's it was more of an unconscious thing, I think, on your part. But you were just trying to to. Uh,
1: well, I never could figure out why I did it. Yeah, I just thought it was some sort of thing in my personality. I guess it was actually.
0: Yeah, I think it's in all of our personalities. It's just it's just you know some people it uh it shows up more and other people have you know ironclad control over well, it but it, it, it is tempting sometimes when someone's doing something is to do that too so you show hey i'm one of you
1: i well i also had a t- head tilter at the same job mm. and he would tilt his head when he talked to you yeah and i would tilt my head too not meaning to at first but then it became a it became some sort of bizarre game of who could tilt their head more yeah it's almost like he enjoyed it (laughs) and i'd always leave there going why the fuck did that just happen
0: he was playing with you i think a little bit yeah he probably was he's like hey
1: look this asshole's tilting his head even more (laughs) i'll do it even more he thinks he's cute watch this watch this i can almost turn my head sideways
0: I'm going to go full owl on you, motherfucker.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just, you know, I'd play that game for a little while, and then I'd get tired of talking to him, get the hell out of there. I'm like, yeah, this is stupid.
2: <laughs> so
1: it was so bad with my old supervisor that one time he said, hey, Mark, it he goes, can I speak to you a minute over here in the corner? I'm like, wow, okay. I'd never heard him talk like that because he was very religious. He never raised his voice. Mm-hmm. So, he spoke firm, but very, very softly. He goes, Mark, could I talk to you over here in the corner for a minute? I knew You're it was in trouble with
0: dad kind of voice.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, certainly, no problem. So, we went over the corner. He goes, look, he said, I know I have an issue. I know I tremble. You know, I shake a little bit. He said, it bothers me a lot. And he said, I, I really don't like you making fun of it is that it's, it's my problem and I'm trying to deal with it. But I really don't need someone at this point. I don't know where this is going. I think it's going to get worse. I'm not quite sure what it is. And quite frankly, it worries me. But you, could you please not make fun of it? Wow. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I go, I, I wasn't meaning to make fun of it. I think he believed me. I don't know. But he let it go. Yeah. And then after that, I might have done it a little bit, but not that much, because he was very polite, very nice, yeah. and I really respected the way he came about it. You know, he could have been like, hey, dickhead. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, which he, is what a lot of people would yeah, do. Yeah, i been like, es- yeah, hey, you make fun of this
1: you think is fucking funny, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, I was, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was like, I didn't mean to do that, I apologize, and... I think I explained it correctly. I can't remember. This is back in the mid-90s. I can't remember exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. But I knew it was something to the amount of, I wasn't trying to make fun of you. Believe me, I wouldn't do that. You yeah, know, I feel for you. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to tremble and shake and have people look at me different and act different to me. I, well, I get
0: it. Probably just, probably the fact that you you know accidentally did it a few more times and then caught yourself, that probably reassured him that it really was kind of an unconscious thing on your part. And once you realized you were doing it, you stopped. Yeah. And it's not like you were, you know, intentionally doing it to, um, you know, humiliate him or what that, you know, because that's I, not, that's not your personality anyway, but yeah, I well, think that Judging by the way through.
1: he reacted after that, I think he really did realize that it was a very innocent mistake. Yeah. That I wasn't trying to hurt his feelings. I wasn't making fun of his condition. Yeah. I think he realized that, and I, you know, he, he never did say anything more about it, never went to HR about it, nothing like that. It was That's just good. purely, it was good. And so, let's fast forward back to today. hmm Today, a guy stops me, and um, he starts talking to me, and he's a sidewinder. So, you know, one side of his mouth didn't work the same as the other. Mm-hmm. And he had a stroke or a neurological issue. Finally mm-hmm. said it. <laughs> so um, I started sidewinding a little bit. Weird. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm doing it again. I thought I I thought I got rid of this issue. Mm. So the guy excused himself pretty quick and gave me a very odd look yeah so i think maybe he thought i was making fun of him too
2: it could be but then i couldn't
1: bring it up at that point because then it'd be like oh he was making fun of me because he knew what he was doing (laughs) he doesn't realize the past and what i'd learned from before so he would have thought that i was making fun of him so i had to let it go but it bothered me i was like you know that guy thinks i'm a dick i was like making fun of his sidewinding
2: yeah
0: yeah there's there are times you you, you come up looking like a jerk when you really didn't mean to. But yeah. if you go back and try to explain, then you really do look like a jerk. So <laughs> you just got to let it go.
1: Yeah. So I uh. went along with it. I felt bad. And then I eventually forgot about it. But, it, you know, I was like, I really need to talk about this a little bit and get it open out in the air. I'm sure other people are going to identify with this. Yeah. I, I think it's so. common.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So if you mimic Sidewinders welcome
0: there's there's a lot to a lot about the imitating behavior um i've seen in teen movies uh pickup artists say one of the things they do is when a woman when they're talking to a woman <clears throat> they will mimic her body language you know if she folds her arms then he folds his arms if you know if she puts her her hand on the back of her head than he does too. And it Is just, this
1: on purpose or not? Yeah,
0: yeah. He's intentionally mimicking everything she does and that puts her at ease because he's doing everything just like her and she's maybe not even realizing it. So there is a psychological basis to, you know, if if the person across from you is acting the way you do and doing all the things you do, you tend to trust them. It's just so, like if
1: someone is constantly laughing at your jokes, you automatically kind of are drawn to them mm-hmm. because they understand... The positive reinforcement yeah, is yeah. like,
0: you know, okay, this person gets it, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, there's a there's an advantage to a person to consciously or not um, mimic the behavior of the people around him in order to get along and show respect or, or show I'm one of you, but it can come off being misinterpreted in certain circumstances of course but uh i th- i think it's a pretty ingrained thing that uh, some people can use to their advantage like this you know the douchebags in the teen dating movies where the guys always out to sexually assault the girl and that's meathead yeah I mean, you know <laughs> movies like 16 candles like there's so much wrong about that movie it's uh-huh. amazing
1: <laughs> it wouldn't be released today well no maybe it would
0: Maybe uh, I don't know. I probably even you know most adult films probably don't even get into the, you know that kind of trading a girl for a favor that kind of thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: have to probably get into the real tacky porn to get into that. But you know. anyway, if if any of you out there know, then keep it to yourself. I don't want to know. So I, I want to know. No, Mark wants to know. Okay. So let Mark I know. I want you but...
1: to send it to our email.
0: Oh, yes. We need to give out the email again.
1: Yeah. Two douchebags and a microphone 74 at earthlink.net.
0: All right. Good old Earthlink.
2: Mother oh, Earth. Yeah.
1: Yep. That big joggernaut that can't be stopped, Earthlink. Christopher. Yes, Mark. Well, I have this um, issue that uh, happens on cruises. As we all know, I'm getting ready to go on a cruise mm-hmm. in a week. Yes. Okay, and there's always this one guy that you either know or don't know that lives on 7-Eleven hot dogs and taquitos (laughs) and he stubs his nose at all the food on the ship. And it's like, you dumbass,
2: you (laughs) have never
1: even seen this type of exquisite food ever before and here you are acting like you're a connoisseur of this stuff when you live on hot dogs. Yep. So I want to ask Mr. <laughs> Creepy what you can do about this. Ooh. Have you seen Mr. Creepy by chance? I haven't seen him in a while. We gave him that bag no. of dildos and yeah. he was gone.
0: But somebody did go through my garbage earlier today, so I figured that was probably him. Because hmm. all the chicken fat was taken.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He That thing with chicken fat. Mm. You know what? We're just going to leave that alone. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably covered under part of that non disclosure we have. With, oh, that's right. With he made us his, sign that. Yeah. yeah. So that's just one more thing he'll yell at us about. So
1: Okay. Well hang on, let me see if we can get him uh do you do you have a do you did you see him anywhere or anything?
0: I saw I saw well, I was walking my dog earlier and there was this, this someone was hanging out behind a tree.
1: Hey bitches. Oh, Hang on, hang on. Where you at? I'm right here, fuckers.
0: Uh, see, what's is he hiding behind something?
1: Oh, there he is. Oh, what? Now what do you want, bitch? Well, I was telling you about the guy. You know that. I know, I know, I heard you, you fuck. Oh my God! You're in
0: good shape today, Mr. Creepy.
1: Well, here's things we can do about that. Now we all know these evil creatures. We've been around them. They try to overact and try to oversell where they've been and how cool they are. And yeah, they try to tell you that they used to have a friend that he used to hang out in an apartment in, in a penthouse apartment in Vegas. But you know the dirtbag probably never seen his way out of Grandview. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've met people like this. Yeah. They, they, their bragging is so outrageous that it's it's laughable. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I got a couple of things. I mean, there's not a lot you can do with these douchebags, but I have a couple of suggestions, and maybe it'll help. Okay. Okay, Mr. Creepy, I'm, I'm ready to hear anything because these douchebags really bother me, and they're the bad douchebags, not the good ones. Yes, yes. Well, okay, well, number one, the first time the goon snubs his nose at a five-star entree from then on he's only allowed a child menu <laughs> as soon as said dumbass like does that. this you immediately rip everything away from him and you give him the chicken fingers and, and you give
0: him the uh, little soft mac and cheese yeah and, and the little
2: chocolate wedge.
0: milks <laughs> Apple wedges, I love it. The
1: fries, the little, f- the shoestring French fries. Here you go, here you go, little fella.
2: Here, nam
1: nam, nam nam.
0: Uh, good, I well, like that one. That
1: if that doesn't work, then I got another suggestion here. All right, another tactic that could be used on this low class snubber is he or she can only have one ounce portions of any chef inspired food or any meal even at ports so if the dumbass gets off at a port you follow him around and you make sure they only give him one ounce at a time little barbie portions yes
0: barbie food that
1: way when he when he or she snubs her nose at it he's taken away no yep.
0: harm no foul yeah didn't you know why waste a whole good 12 ounce steak when he, I suggest give him a paintbrush
1: gonna... <laughs> give him a paintbrush to eat with <laughs> they take this little paintbrush and they're eating their little jello out of it
2: <laughs> oh, they
1: man. also need invisible ass paddlings too but we yeah. get to that later
0: well, we'll yeah we I ass think, I think they
1: need to be in the hall of fame
0: yeah, yeah. we can definitely work on that.
1: And then, unfortunately, the only other answer I have is when the dime-short idiot snubs his nose at a quality mill, the staff quickly pulls out a huge PA system that covers the whole ship.
2: <laughs>
1: then you make Numbnuts correctly pronounce the name. He or C shall be paddled every time they mispronounce the name. <laughs> and then you just keep doing that if it takes three days until they pronounce that name of whatever that is, Karkot, or whatever. <laughs> they just keep getting paddled. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. They're going to be douching away and there's not a whole lot we can do about it.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, sometimes people like that wind up going overboard. So. Well, I could
1: see that happening too. <laughs> their got with them too yeah.
0: and they swim to shore and show up your local uh, golden corral or, or whatever and <laughs> do the same thing on land now golden
1: corral's <laughs> a whole different thing oh, that's true you that's see true. those land mammals fucking going in there in their electric carts <laughs> only to slither off one of them and their loads of fat are dumping off of each chair <laughs> and they they kind of like run you over to get to the fresh fried chicken Oh my when the god. Tubeless sometimes bitch brings it out.
0: When, when they're on electric cart, it's like they feel like they've got the right of way to drive everywhere and they'll just run the fuck right over your toes and and just dare you to call them on it. That's where we need Mark Spartan, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That guy could fart
1: on their face while they're whizzing by. He would clear cut. the restaurant, but... <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, Mr. Creepy, I'm glad you're able to show up. I know you've been uh, a little angry at us and a little upset about some things, but uh, I'm sure we can work everything out. Just a minute. Just a
1: minute there. Yes. Now, if I don't get my other dildos, and you know what I'm talking about.
0: I do. I know what you mean. If
1: I don't get them soon, Mm -hmm. I'm going to blow your fucking house up.
0: Oh, I know you're not really going to blow the house up.
1: Yes, I fucking will. Okay, I guess
0: you will, but, um, well, I, I do have a lead on that particular voltage model that you wanted,
2: and I...
1: I, um, I, am um, excuse me here, I ended up looking at some of them on Amazon, Yeah, and I think I could get them probably in here in a, in a week, is that okay, Mr. Creepy? I guess that's going to work. I have those other bag of dildos, but I really want those special ones.
0: Okay, yeah, I think it's, it's because these have much a much higher voltage and maybe a different electrical phase than like American like the, current does. I like those little so.
1: knobby things you can put on the end of them. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if you're... I. I'm presuming you're doing artwork with these, I guess if you like, you know, put paint on it and, and turn it on, it would make designs. Or, or, yeah,
1: that's what I'm doing with it, artwork.
2: Okay, yeah. enough
0: said. I understand. He, yeah, he had he had kind of a, a look. You can't really see looks on podcasts, but uh... so, Mister Creepy, I'm going to keep my eye on you until you leave the room, and I'm not going to turn my you back on better.
2: you. So...
0: You know the way out? Do, do you know the way out? Yeah, that okay. way. Yes. yes. no, no put that down. Th- thank you. okay.
1: Bye fuckers. <laughs> now remember if you want to get a hold of Mr. Creepy, Mr. Creepy 44 at mindspring.net.
2: All right. All right, these- send me
1: nudes.
0: Okay did you get let's get the microphone away from him before he gets up the stairs can you get that
1: hey hey come here oh that fucker he threw it down
0: okay well it's uh, not hooked it, on it okay it's, yeah no, it's I disconnected okay so at least we won't hear him well
1: I guess that concludes this Mr. Creepy yikes yeah boy got, he is uh, all full of piss and vinegar we we'll gonna <laughs> blow up our houses if we don't get it to dildos geez <laughs> what's it, uh,
0: Was would that qualify as podcast bombed by Mr. Creepy is I that, think so is that a thing yeah I, I guess so
1: well, I'm glad he's gone, even though we love him. Yeah.
0: Um, remind me to check to see if he really put that thing back. All right?
1: Um, let's see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he did. It's in the corner. He did. Okay. Uh, we got to give him that.
0: Yeah, but he... Uh, I think he licked it. Oh, anyway. Uh, okay. All right, on to the next.
1: Alrighty, and this concludes this podcast, which will probably be titled Another Crappy Podcast. And there will probably be many more just titled Another Crappy Podcast. That way, if you see something you don't like, you can't go back and find it because you don't know which crappy podcast it is. So, anyhow, in other words, fuck off, go to hell, see you next week, and if we don't, we don't give a shit. It's not like we're making a dime. And we all love you. Yes. Bye. You have been listening to Two Douchebags and a Microphone podcast. As always, we thank you. And if you would like to leave a comment for the show, we have a phone number for that. 1-877-DOUCHE-9.
2: Podcast.